The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Die in a fire. Go. Go Shijima. Yes. Go Shijima. More like go fuck yourself. Go cry, Jima. Yeah, that, go that's something. Job, Jima. <laughs> All right. Anyways, go as an ass. So go see shut the fuck up, Jima. Though. All right. Go Sager. Okay. Yeah. Go Sager. Okay, that's a good one. You know what? That's fine. I like that. You'll accept that. I accept it. <laughs> You fucking drunk. <laughs> no, I actually just toppled over a couple of cans I have on my desk. Uh, all right. For some reason, like one or two tin cans always sound like more than five. I know, so, right? Uh, it's weird. They have this innate ability to multiply in sound. All right. <clears throat> so, in three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tokusatsu Podcast, the best show about Tokusatsu you've probably never heard of. Have you stuffed your face enough, you fat fuck? Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. That's Jay. <laughs> Remember that time Scrooge McDuck killed all those guys? Which time? Uh, the one time on the river. <laughs> I mean, That's look, Phil. Scrooge McDuck has killed a lot of people, okay? I can't really narrow it down. <laughs> That's I, Phil. I don't know, but I have this sudden urge of hating robots. I Just mean, now. I already hated robots since Zero One, so... I'm incredibly Get on my level. I've robots. always hated robots. Fucking wireheads. Clankers. Um, clankers. <laughs> clankers. Uh so uh what what year of the what what year is it for drive? It was twenty fifteen, right? 20, so we're like technically twenty fifteen is what it's counted on. It started at the end of twenty fourteen, yes, but it's technically counted as twenty fifteen. Okay, so it's been about six years then. About six years, yeah. Yeah. All right, so it's the six-year anniversary of Drive. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. It was don't also, matter. It was also no, the none first, of this matters. It was also the first uh, thing we ever talked about on this podcast, at least for AJ and I. <laughs> That's a reference. Um, so, yes, it has been six years since Kamen Rider Drive happened, apparently, allegedly, supposedly. And we are here to just, we're, we're basically, we're going to do like what we did with XA. We're going to just hope it didn't suck ass. <laughs> so, uh, Jay, would you like to tell us what the story of this is? And then we'll get right into the characters. Okay. So, an absolute goddamned lunatic named <laughs> Professor Bono Tenjiro created a race of hyper-advanced self-evolving androids called Roidmudes. For basically no good reason other than because evil, uh, we never find out his motives for creating the Roid Mutes. And considering how he acts to them, I don't think he had any plan other than evil. But unsurprisingly, the super advanced, self-aware, sentient robots that can evolve turn evil and murder him and his partner, Krim Steinvelt. Uh, which ends up with them trying to wipe out the human race by freezing time because they just have the power to 
to increase gravity in a specific field because I why the why they have that power I don't know. You don't put science. That kind of, you don't put a power like that into your robots if you're not trying to do evil things. Um. This is Dr. Wily level. He's fun, yeah. Bono is like one step below Dr. Wily because at least Dr. Wily makes sure that his robots don't betray him. And when they do, it's usually part of his plan. Bono is just a fucking psychopath. Um, (laughs) But anyways. Uh, uh, Krim is murdered and because of science, somehow puts his brain into a talking belt. And then, though, ten years later, the Roid Mutes finally get off their ass and try to take over the world. But he had already planned ahead, and he made himself a fancy new common Rider to destroy them. Uh, and then the new common Rider gets jobbed the fuck out. And then we flash forward six months, and now suddenly we are following uh, the world's most milk toast detective, Shinosuke Tamari, who got sent down to the joke squad because he accidentally shot his partner when the whole world-destroying <laughs> gravity storm was happening. And I no, guess no, Jay, 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 you gotta he... say it right. He, he, you gotta say it right, Jay. He didn't shoot his partner. He blew the fuck out of him. It was That's an true. accident. It's <laughs> true. He, he shot a gas tank and made a bunch of fucking metal beams fall on this guy. Which is somehow his fault and not the, you know, super-advanced robot army. Granted, there is at least an excuse for that. Um, which is all convenient that he ends up in the joke squad because the scientist Krim decided that he is going to be the replacement for his jobbed out writer. Uh, and then he becomes the writer and helps them exterminate the robots. That's basically, basically the setup to the show. So with that being said, let's talk about our, let's talk about our lovable cop man, Shinosuke. So, uh, what do we think about Shinosuke? He's a likable Well, character. when he he had a personality, he was pretty fun. When he, he's they start the show with him being like he's just kind of lazy. Kind of a dick. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> he's kind he's of lazy. A dick. He doesn't really care about his job. A lot of it oh, is, of no, course, Jay's because you know he got demoted to the right fucking now. traffic school guys, <laughs> and he much. basically has no career anymore. So he just kind of sits around and plays with his toy cars and eats candy and doesn't really care. Uh, Pretty much. Which which is a fun setup for the character, especially where he's he's trying to solve the mysteries because the, the robots of the week are doing evil because evil. <laughs> uh, and he's just kind of like, he's just kind of bumming around half the time and he's got to like, he kind of has to force himself to get involved, which is fun. Uh, and then like, Ten episodes in, they're like, okay, he is just cop man now. He has no personality beyond cop. And then sometimes he has a personality again. But like, usually there's he's There's times just where cop. he's still like a snarky asshole, but they're yeah. so far in between that it's like, what what happened to that guy? I, I want the snarky asshole back. Yeah. It's it's not quite as bad as uh as Haruto, where Haruto oh, starts mean, episode one having a personality <laughs> and then immediately leaves. I mean, Jay, really? Jay, let's be completely honest. Even when Haruto had a character, he didn't have a character. That's true. No, he didn't. At least Shinosuke is still likable even when he doesn't have a character. He's just bland. He is. And <laughs> I remember a lot of a lot of the uh, the later half of the show kind of got hit because... 
I think I think somebody kind of objected to him being kind of like a lazy jackass because that set a bad role model with him being a cop because yeah. I know his actor has said before in interviews that like <laughs> they wanted me to be in character basically 24/7 because I'm playing Keeping the kayfabe Yeah, strong. they they, they were making him keep the kayfabe basically. Like he was like he <laughs> talked about like I couldn't fucking toss trash into a trash can. I had to walk up to it and put it in there. I couldn't like throw it even from like a foot away. I had I couldn't fucking jaywalk. I couldn't do anything. It was like, man, that sucks. It sure does. It sure <laughs> is weird that no other writer has ever been asked to do this, huh? And I think a lot of it is because he was a cop. Yeah. yeah. Like, not even like, fucking like Terui said, like... got hit with that. And granted, Terui is kind of more of like a loose cannon, but <laughs> even then. Terui, like... Terui would basically just say, don't tell me what to fucking do. I play by my own rules. Basically, that's that's what a loose cannon is, Phil. Um, Congratulations, Phil learned a new word. That's words. not a yeah. loose cannon. Um, that's somebody who just does his own thing because he doesn't give a shit. That's so. That's so what a loose cannon is. So a loose cannon is somebody who's unhinged, who do, who does reckless things. No, no, God, Jesus Christ! When I, when I think of We're loose already cannon. already here. I think, We're already okay, here. I, I thought it would at least no, no, take a couple of minutes. When I think of freaking anyway, when I think of a loose cannon, I think of that rigged. aside. I think I'm rigged from because I'm just gonna <laughs> keep talking because he's gonna keep talking. So, as I was saying, I. <laughs> I we already Jay. fucking killed him. I we already fucking killed him. Started the episode. <laughs> we just started. Okay. 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 <laughs> I broke Jay. Okay. So, uh, for the most part, I thought he was fine. Again, after a while, he did become Blandy McBland writer, <coughs> but he was okay. I mean, I'll, I'll give it this: the actor probably gave, gave it way more socks than the writer was giving him, which is kind of surprising, but he was all right. Yeah. Because even when he, he's just kind of like stock cop man, he still has a lot of energy in the role and he's still like, he has a natural emotion, even when he's just kind of standing around and being bland cop man. And I think that's, I think that enhances his character too. And it's not like he's, he's never allowed to do anything fun. Like he's got, like you said, he's snarky. You know, he he likes to bum around with the. Uh, he'll he'll make like a side jokes. So he'll he'll be like he'll he'll make like snarky comments about stuff, and you know he'll he'll freak out when something weird happens, and he'll be like, oh what the f- what the fuck oh god why am this is like this is reality to me oh stuff like that. But for the most part, he just kind of stands around really. Again, I think for what it's supposed to be, he's okay. Yeah, I would not I even put him in the in like the top twenty when it comes to writers, but he's okay. <laughs> Which uh, that doesn't really uh, that that kind of narrows it down a lot now, now, doesn't it? I mean, at this point, what do we got? We got like fifty of them. It's true. Still, like, I, I'll I wouldn't put him below Shin. No. <laughs> Shit, but Shin is just instantly be- like last place because he suffers. It's <laughs> um, true. The more he suffers, the better for me. Uh, and like, but like I said, I, I think he's fine for what he's given. Yeah, and the, the the change wouldn't necessarily be a problem if it if it felt more natural. Like, because as the show goes on, they sort of get like their their reputation gets built up from being like the joke squad that only exists as a technicality to like an actual real part of the police force. And 
it would make more sense like as they start getting promoted and get more attention he starts kind of becoming how he used to be and that would be fine that would work but it comes really like drastically and suddenly when he just starts being serious cop man again for well, no it's like no you reason. said it just kind of just like that just out yeah, of nowhere like between episodes and it kind of sucks because I, 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 again, I, I liked the idea they were going with where he's just a snarky asshole. I like that idea. I didn't and see I wish they kept it around. I didn't see much snark with him. He had plenty of snark. Like, like when? Like, well, like, give me an example. There was a couple of times where he, like, oh, what was that one? I, I, I know a lot of people use it as a reaction image. Where, like, there's, like, the one of the characters is talking about some shit, and he just, like, goes to Kirikou, and he's like, you fucking hear this shit? This is stupid as <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, they, they would be, like, somebody would be dumping exposition, and then Shinosuke would turn to, like, Mr. Belt or uh, Kiriko or whatever, and he'd just be like, this is a load of barnacles. You know, something like, like that, kind of. <laughs> he'd, he'd always make a comment and be like, man, this really is our life now, isn't it, huh? And or, I, like, he would, like, again, like, he would make, like, a... I, I, Again, I I know I'm misusing it, but he would basically use like a very like Spider Man esque like just to quit out of nowhere. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just a shame that after a while, like Jay said, it just just stopped, and we were kind of left with an okay writer, I guess. I mean, it it wasn't here's until like the very end where they started giving him more of a fucking purpose. Here's what. Yeah. Here's the thing that what they did. Because I, I was thinking about it, when you say that he they made him a generic cop man, I see him as more. They made him into a super detective. Like every time he went into Top Gear, it would be like everything just clicked in his head, and it's like, oh, now he's super cop. Yeah, and that's that's fine. Where he goes from being kind of like the lazy, shiftless jerk to being like the real prim and proper super detective, but. He he's like that basically twenty four seven after a point, and he, he just <laughs> they, they basically said at the end he's like I've basically been in top gear this entire time. It's like yeah. they basically mention it like he's prim and proper the whole time of that, and I guess you could use that as all right, that's justification. But still, mm. there's still a way you can make you know super cop man still interesting. Like you could still allow some snark. And they did, but again, it's just, it wasn't enough to really keep them interesting. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I got you. The most interesting thing about him was the fact that he has a fucking dead dad. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not even really that interesting because fucking what Kamen Rider doesn't have a dead parent? Uh, well, let's on. think. Let's think off the top of our heads. Genturos um, are dead. Uh, Ag's. Oh, oh, Ag. Uh, he has them. Well, that's right. His dad, his parents aren't dead, but they might as well be dead because they're awful people. Wa- Wataru's, uh, Wataru's father is dead. Otoya's no, we're dead. thinking about we're, who we're has We're thinking of ones who doesn't. don't have dead parents. Um, uh, Does, Iki doesn't I mean, have decade. dead parents yet. I'm sure they're going to die by the end of the show. What about Aruto's uh, parents? Decades. His parents are dead. Well, his dad was yes. a robot, and his mom doesn't I, exist, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. If you never explained that. They never explained that. Yeah, they? They never if you want to be technical, uh, Shotaro doesn't have his parents in the, in, in the show. It's true. But uh, we don't know that they're dead. Um, yeah, he just never mentions them. Uh, Philip's Deca- parents are Decade's alive. dad is technically great leader, and great leader can't die. So uh, he gets. He gets <laughs> great he has, leader is always great. Yeah, leader. great leader is immortal. Well, um, remember, Philip has his parents. Yeah, but they're dead. No, Deno... you, they survived in the show, but then they die. 
They fucking died, Phil. Alright. No, that Get was his here. sister, not his his mother. That's right. <laughs> his uh, mom also died. No, I was thinking of Deno, actually. Um, oh, Deno. Yeah, because no, I know Deno, he had yeah. uh, the one with him, but that wasn't his mom. I always forgot that. Yeah, he had uh, the sister. Yeah, basically, well, I mean, basically they're... just, just yeah. Revice and O's, pretty much. Don't have wait, did we, ever, did we ever, like... Oh, wait, Agito didn't have his parents, did he? Uh, well, they never mention it because uh, my mm-hmm. amnesia, but I, you can assume. I know Blade's parents are fucking dead. Yes. What about Fives? Um, what about Ta- Takumi? They never mentioned those. They never mentioned them, but uh, he's a zombie, so he might as well be. Yeah, yeah basically. Mm. Huh. I guess when you think about it, most of them do have just... They, they went full Disney with it. Well, what about the Showa Riders? We don't know about their parents. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, the only one whose parents we ever actually meet are either V3s who get murdered in the first episode. Oh, no! X, whose dad is already dead and replaced himself with an AI who also kills himself in the first episode because he hates his son. Uh, And they never mention anybody else. Well, okay. They mention uh, Black's parents in the first episode and I think they're dead but they never really mentioned them again after the, the first episode. It's got dark this, this talk. So, oh no, anyways. that's right, that's right. His parents were dead and he was adopted but then his adopted dad died. Uh, so anyways, back to Drive. Back to the back to the show we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, then there's, there's, of course, uh, Mr. Belt, our faithful transformation device sidekick uh, mentor, uh, he kind of fills multiple roles here. Um, I will say, I like the idea that he is literally just a fucking talking belt. I like the yeah. idea of mixing the mentor and the transformation device into one person. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting gimmick, and they actually use it pretty well, mostly because, I mean, for one, they got a really good voice actor. Chris Pepler is great. Oh, um, I love Chris Pepler. I, I love it. I love I love his English because he's he's got good English too, and he just has that like. He has that slight accent when he speaks in English, and it's so it's so charming. It's beautiful. It, it does, and uh, he has a fun character too, where he's he's very he's very much the stock like evil, not necessarily evil scientist, but he's like the super scientist, where he's like, oh, I'm all prim and proper, and you know, all smiles and doing good things, but. Also, I've got a huge mountain of skeletons in my closet, and I'm I'm never going to share any of them until it's utterly inconvenient for me to share it. And then I definitely don't have any more. No, sorry, not at all. Yeah, basically. The, the man the man cannot stop lying. He just he keeps lying to Shinosuke, and he, he lied as naturally it. as he breathes. Exactly. Well, it, when and he, well, doesn't, he breathe. doesn't breathe anymore. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't eat. But he I, doesn't breathe. He doesn't walk. He doesn't talk. Oh, he talks. Yes, that's exact, that's kind of what happens when you're dead in a room. Yeah, well, that's kind of what happens when you uh you don't have a body or a brain or anything, and you're a fucking talking plastic belt. There's even an episode where that involves food, and he's saying, "I can't eat anymore," but. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> that one was fun. It reminded me of that bit in Ginga where uh, Taro was standing and watching food. It's like, oh, you mean, with, you mean with that tiny little spoon? <laughs> yeah, he think it with the tiny spoon. It's like, Taro, can you even eat? It's like, no, but I'm enjoying the feeling of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. Uh, um, but like, I liked, I liked, uh, I liked Krim. He was an interesting character and he's an interesting concept. Yeah. I, I, I feel like he did, he was basically perfectly done. Unless, like, they had to have him actually as a person in which case what the fuck happened to his acting ability yeah i have i i was questioning that earlier and i don't know what happened but the second he's like actually on screen he just cannot act at all anymore 
And I don't I, understand. Right? It. You know what? It's kind of the same thing that happened with fucking Baldwin and Cody Uger. Like, for some reason, like, at the end, he started actually being able to act. But, like, the whole time, like, before that, it's just like, why are you so, Why are you acting like a like bad? Why are you a bad actor? I mean, with, with Baldwin's case, he... Uh, He's a little more subdued, and when he's because he's in the transformation, of course they're doing the token thing where they're they're fl- you know they're wildly exaggerating to show that they're talking. So sure. he kind of amps it up there with his character, but it kind it kind of is how it comes off to with Krim, where Krim when he's in human form, he's basically not doing anything but standing there, and the few times that he does, he you know he has a little emotion, but it's it's not necessarily his emotion; it's just his his delivery and his pronunciation just dramatically drops. Like it's weird. It's weird too. Like like he can, he can talk really well and he has a very, uh, very smooth voice when he's not on screen. But the second he comes on screen, his dialogue is very stilted and he, he seems to be having trouble remembering how things are pronounced. And I don't know if that's just like he's camera shy because I know he's like he's like a radio DJ in real life. That that's his primary is, job. That probably is the reason he might be just be camera shy. It might it might be, and I don't necessarily know if that's just how they directed it or that's just him being camera shy. I mean, or shit it's when just... when they brought him in as like as evil Krim, that's when it went to the. Oh, that's well, that's floor. when it was noticeable because that's <laughs> when they had him on screen for long periods of time because. Before that, they usually only had him, like, one scene every ten episodes, and that was it. But now, suddenly, he's here as, like, a main character for some reason, and he just, he cannot act at all. Yeah, it's you're so right. weird. Like, when he's, di- like, the, when we see Krim as a human for the first time, and he's dying in the house, it did look, in his house, it did, it, it felt a little off to me the way he was saying, I will not die. I cannot die. It, it just felt. It was very amateurish. I yes, guess, is the best. Yeah. Yes. I, again, I I will I will concede and say like, it could just be a mixture of the way he's directed and the way that he and he might just be camera shy. Because again, mm. it it just it might be a mixture of those two. Because like you said, he's mostly a radio DJ, so maybe he's just not he's just not used to acting for the camera. Possibly, and I think I think a lot of it too is that. This is a common case I've seen with other voice actors who do live action stuff and don't have as much of a grasp on live action stuff where they're used to when they're doing voice acting, they're, you know, they don't have nobody has to see their face or anything. So they can just kind of like be weird about it and they can really like, you know, stretch their voice and kind of push it and, you know, really stress the emotion there. But when they're on screen, of course, they have to act a little more subdued and that kind of, you know, hits their acting ability as well. And mm-hmm. there, are, there are definitely VAs who can pull it off, mostly because they they have training in both. I mean, you know, not to pick the low-hanging fruit, but Johnny Young Bosch can do it all. But, <laughs> I mean, he's a special case, of course. He's Johnny Young Bosch. He's Johnny Young Bosch, it's yeah. Johnny he's, Young it's, Bosch. It's, 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 it's cheating to call him, I know, but, I mean, he's a, he's a good example of what I mean, where... That's somebody who has training in both fields, so he can naturally switch between the two. But yeah, then, and that and that's why I'm saying like with him, it just feels weird. Yeah, but he's Which he's a, a really entertaining character, and I like I like his role, and you can really tell that like early on they they really do build a friendship with each other. Their his friendship with Shinosuke feels natural too. It does because it because you had get him near early on where they're kind of like Starkey and. Krim's kind of lying to him through his teeth and, you know, not really sharing information. And 
Shinosuke doesn't really necessarily trust him. And he's like, okay, well, I mean, you got evil robots trying to kill me, so I might as well go along with what you say. <laughs> but then later in the show, they're like, they're, they're bantering back and forth. They're making jokes. And you got Shinosuke, like, confiding in, you know, Krim. And they're sharing secrets and stuff like that. And you got Krim, who's being, like, honest with, like, I, I'm afraid of having you die because I've already had too many people die around me. And, you know, that's that's a very, like, that's a very emotional thing, too, for their relationship. And I like that. That's built well. And that's I think that's probably one of the highlights of Drive as a character because, because his belt <laughs> is a literal character. You have two characters in one, more or less. In a way, that's not necessarily the same as, like, Double, where they are two different characters in one, but... They have a different relationship, so it it comes off differently. Exactly, and, and like you and like you mentioned before, like when they start confiding and stuff. Like one of the one of the like the most heartwarming scenes was like when Shinosuke is asking Krim, like, "Hey, like, can I ask you how to ask a chick out?" Yes. And Krim, yeah, and, and, Krim, and, and, then, and Krim, Krim is just like, "Do you fucking think I know, I know. how to ask women out?" <laughs> he even said, "And like, I, I and I like it too, and I like it too, because like the entire scene ends basically. He's like, you know what?" I'm actually glad that you feel that you feel that you trust me enough to talk to me about that stuff. And it's like a nice little moment between yeah, it's like, I yeah, still I love like that. And it, it feel it feels good too because especially up to that point, Krim had done so much lying to everybody that he, Shinosuke feeling uh enough about Krim to be able to open up like that is nice because it's like Oh, despite all of my bullshit, you still you still trust me. I still exactly like I wouldn't trust this. Like if it was me, oh I wouldn't fuck trust no! This like after the a... after the third goddamn time, Krim reveals another secret that he was hiding. I'd be like, I don't trust shit from you, Belt. All right, exactly. dude, legit. Like after like the fifth time he lied to me, I wouldn't trust this guy with I a fucking wouldn't. dollar bill. Yeah. But I still, like, I still it's love amazing. That. I still love that reaction when she and us can give uh, after her relationship advice. He's like, look, I mean, I'm a yeah. I think you notice. I don't think you notice. I'm a belt. Also, when I was alive, I was a lifelong bachelor. To, uh, I was a lifelong yeah, bachelor a, Shinosuke, dedicated Shinosuke, to my work. Shinosuke, you know I'm a scientist, right? And also a talking belt. Why do you think I know anything about women? I mean, right? I was a good Shinosuke, I hate to I hate to break it to you, but but I got no bitches. I, mean, okay. I have I, I have looking... zero bitches. I, I have mean, less than good, zero bitches. He's, he's less than zero he bitches. He's a good-looking man. I I get the. I, and no, I no, exactly. That. But Phil, but, fuck hoes, science. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He dedicated his his life. And you know what? But his his partner, Professor Bono, had the same idea. Fuck bitches, get science. In this case, he did both. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, and because it, he's a and deadbeat it, dad, and it, screw, and it screwed him over. <laughs> exactly. This, look, guys, the 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 main thing that Remember I took kids, I took away from Drive was the the main thing that I took away from Drive was fuck women, do your science. Exactly. Because if you don't, you get chopped in half by your bastard fucking son. <laughs> literal bastard. Um, <laughs> literal bastard son. Uh, anyway, so speaking of that bastard son. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. Uh, Let's talk about our favorite racist. Me? No. <laughs> Go Shijimiyami Ami Mimiya. Whatever. Don't correct me, Phil. You know I know you're about to. I'm I not, fucking I, feel I, it. No, I what? fucking f- don't. No, no, no. no, I'm, no. Just, I'm just thinking back to what we I were knew you're no. I was. Th- I was thinking back like, yeah, that's a very nice relationship that the two of them have. Yeah, Krim's very racist. Um, anyway, so Mark, yes. Uh, one of. <laughs> The biggest fucking wasted opportunities in this show. Um, wasted so he, hell. Well, 
when they introduce him, he is set up as being America the character. He's a very flamboyant, very loud, brash individual who is just here to kind of show off. And that was a really entertaining part of his character. And that's he, he got really popular early on. And then like five episodes later, he just, beco- just becomes the biggest fucking bitch on the planet. <laughs> because he just cannot stop fucking pissing and moaning and whining and crying about every little goddamn thing that but happens. But Jay, my sister wants to fuck a robot. No, yeah, no I know. No robot. No fucking robots. He wants. There my are there are so many robot and she weird hates me. details that they just they just fucking give to Mock and then they just immediately forget about them. Like, remember when Mock had a time limit? Yeah, I don't fucking yeah. He had I... it for like two fucking episodes. Where where was that? Where was that in the final battle? Uh, where J, the fuck J, was J, that? J J J J J. He went to the gay school of training. Where don't worry about it. It's true. <laughs> he remember, went to that re- school. Remember when? Remember when Mock had the density shift power, like the roid mutes that he used one fucking time and then never used it again. And yeah. Like, Granted, there's at least a justification for why he never uses it again, because it's like, listen, go, that's what the bad guys do. Are you a bad guy? Don't be a bad guy. And despite becoming a bad guy several times, he just never does it again. Remember when he used to take the helmet off of his, of his, off of his (laughs) helmet, the visor off of his helmet because he had a time, he had to cool down. We literally just (laughs) finished talking about that, Phil. Come on. Oh yeah, that's right. Anyways. I didn't know what that was. All right. Remember when? Remember when he he had emotions beyond angry and sad? I remember. Oh, be, okay. So emotions be beyond. My sister wants to fuck a robot, and my sister wants to fuck a robot. Exactly. That's exactly what he sounded like, by the way. Remember, point, point remember when he had things to add to a conversation beyond? I fucking hate roid moods. I want them all to die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was like okay. Three so, episodes. so here is. Oh my god, my voice cracked because of that. <clears throat> so here is the biggest thing with Mock, and I said it in the server, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me when I say it. He should have just been a fucking bad guy. They should have just gone with it. They should have just done it. Like, dead ass. Because think of it this way. He's racist. He wants to fuck his sister. He hates robots. And he's also American. Wait, he wants to fuck It's his perfect. Sister? Have you not listened to Spinning Wheel? That entire song is about how three of them all want to fuck Kiriko. That's uh, but, but It's yeah. essentially a song saying, I want to fuck this chick. I mean, and all three of them are on it. I mean, it's hilarious. All, I mean, two of them I can understand. Shinosuke and one character we haven't talked about yet. But go, that's his sister. Yeah, thank you. I know. Also, he, he should that's be why a, it's weird. He should be a villain because he's American? Yes. Yeehaw. But okay. <laughs> but like seriously, because like think of it this way. He... As Jay said, he he came in as a loud, brash, cocky dick. He didn't care. He was basically a justice by any means necessary kind of character. He li- he didn't mind using density shift or the slowdown, whatever fucking you want to call it. It had like four different names, and over time got all of them wrong. And even then, there's no consistency. So well, uh, just call it whatever had, the fuck you want. He had Gravity Falls. Yeah, he had <laughs> he he was he had Gravity Falls. He was racist, and he just. And he was just a cocky, snarky cunt. And the thing is, why wouldn't you make that guy a villain? Would like, you, hey, keep it that way. 
No, he's just fucking racist, dude. He hates robot. He hates roid mutes. I mean, Which, look, again, granted, when, he has a justification of, exactly. for Exactly. When all of the robots are evil and trying to murder people, I don't blame him necessarily, but, like, it also gets to a point where it is literally his entire personality is that he hates robots. Basically. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you had made this guy a villain, I think the bitching and moaning would at least be somewhat, somewhat, like tolerable because at least then well you're a bad guy you know what i mean like yeah. that would have been interesting wouldn't it like have the secondary writer become a villain that would have been an interesting twist because hey well, we have three writers well they did that and it was dumb as fuck so i don't know what yeah you it was dumb as fuck and then he went right back Ugh. he heel turned then face turned for no reason. Well, they Both had, times, they had no reason. reasons for why. Because he needed to get uh, close to Brain for a item. Yeah, and it was still stupid. And he still got bitched. He still got fucking <laughs> bitched at over. Dude, you, what a fucking waste! Remember when they gave? When remember when they gave him a power up, and then he does nothing but job immediately after that? <laughs> no, 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 Jay. Here's here's a better one. Remember when he was able to quote unquote control the power-ups burst form, and then he still gets jobbed the fuck out immediately. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, and yeah. then, like, after a while, he just, like, that's just his default form. The yeah, super they just duper... stop using default mark. He just immediately goes to dead heat. <laughs> they don't I mean, bother. of course. Yeah, uh, of course. Okay. Also, here, here's a funny one for you guys, and I know I say it a lot because the this, this shows keep doing it. Do you remember when Mach was supposed to be stronger than Drive? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. Remember when they they literally said it multiple times that the mock system is way more advanced and can evolve way more than drives? And it does. It does. What the fuck? But also, Go just sucks ass, so it's kind of a power limiter. <laughs> if they gave I mean, it to Krim literally basically anybody told else. Them that. <laughs> Dude, Krim literally told them in one of the episodes... Stop being such a bitch and maybe you'll get stronger. Exactly. Maybe you should say that to placate him. No, because he he stops being a bitch for like half a minute, and then he gets a tiny bit stronger, and then immediately starts bitching, and immediately starts jobbing. I want an exactly. upgrade! Exactly! give me an upgrade! And then it's like, oh, I don't need the Give upgrade. me another power-up. It's like, what do you think, I'm fucking made of money? Anyway, here's six more ship cards and another gun. <laughs> she just gives them to Shinosuke. Yeah. <laughs> he really needed another weapon. I'm not a big fan. What, what of a him. fucking waste. What a fucking waste his fucking signal bikes were, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember how many times they actually got used in an effective manner? I like mean, dude, three times. No, you remember. Do you remember that when he actually tried to have him do the exact same things as the shift cards, the, shi the signal bikes were shown to be fucking retarded. Once. They did it once. Literally that was my mentally That was deficient. my favorite bit. Because it just kind of highlights how useless he is. <laughs> it was like, you just, you're telling me like, my power-ups are stupid, oh no. You're telling the kids at home, literally, hey kids, don't buy Ma quiet, because literally everything attached to him is mentally deficient. Well, <laughs> Holy I think it's shit. funny you say that, because I know that's exactly what happened, because the mock driver came out, it's like, oh cool, how many toys does it get? Uh, it gets like four. Oh, are there going to be any more? 
No. No. Well, well uh, I'm not buying the mock driver. And, also, and then nobody bought the mock driver. Well, here's the thing. Until, until, <laughs> until they gave it to somebody else. Who's way more popular. <laughs> and that's why the mock driver is like $130 these but days. The that's why I have one. I have one too, and I use it for cosplaying, but not as mock. And the problem with and the problem with Mach's toys was that with the mock driver you got Mach's um, uh, signal bike. In another set you got the multiple the multiple lane and stop ones, but to get the danger set you had to get it also came with dead heat, which was okay. But one of them is linked to a goddamn weapon. His useless. I mean, welcome to Common Rider, Phil. Uh, then again, that's, that's, that's the thing with secondary riders in general. <laughs> secondary riders don't usually get, like, good stuff. They don't get, like, a lot of stuff. Usually the primary rider Phil, gets more Phil, are you new here? I know, right? <laughs> it's like this is his first time watching a rider show. I know, right? <laughs> You're surprised about any of this? I'm not surprised. I'm just making a statement. <laughs> Anyways, but yes, Mach is, like Jay said, the, mm. most, the biggest Mach piece is of waste cock. of potential ever. Like, it's amazing how little he gets and how much the show just tries to highlight it's almost like they did it on purpose it's they almost like have. they tried to make him bad on purpose <laughs> like fucking Sanjo got into the fucking room and he's just like what if we just made him a fucking pussy <laughs> it's like well sir we just had that with Gaim okay but put Michi okay. as mock okay what if we did Michi but we we removed the part that was fun at the end with Michi where he went full psycho and then also just Never gave him other toys. Brilliant. Instead of nuking America, he comes from America. Man, you know what? Mm-hmm. You know that's that's one of those things that like shared universe f- losers never bring up. It's like, oh yeah, remember when? Remember when Gaim ended with America getting fucking nuked into oblivion, and then next season we have a character from America just show up with no issues. Yeah, yeah Mock never just no, Mock never once mentions. Oh yeah, I had to come back from America really fast. Why? Because my house got fucking nuked. <laughs> How? Yeah, nobody. Nobody asks him. It's like, hey, Mock, what happened to all those nukes there? He's like, yeah, I don't fucking know, man. Know. Dude. You remember when Wonderful, when uh, what was it, Dream Vegas came back from America? And you don't think that car was just like, holy shit, guys, you have no idea what I fucking saw in America, dude? This fucking dude, grape there were asshole fucking plant monsters everything. and everything, <laughs> dude. I'm not gonna lie, man. It was the weirdest shit I've ever seen, and I'm a talking fucking car. <laughs> a fucking dinosaur came out from the ground in Yellowstone and like, started it, killing it, stuff. It would be like. It's like nobody mentions the fact that America just got nuked last year, but I guess whatever it doesn't matter. I don't know. Maybe you know what? Maybe fine. Jam. Maybe Jam fixed it. Yeah, yeah Jam probably say, fixed it. That or Gaim. That maybe just Kota went over and used his Jesus powers. I don't know. Maybe Jam is just over there right now. He's just like with a fucking little broom, just <laughs> sweeping up Manhattan. <laughs> He's like, it doesn't. It, it doesn't pay much, but it's honest work. It's a hard, not life. Dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. (laughs) Uh, So, enough about brother bitch. Um, I get. Who did we talk about first? Did we talk about the last? Let's talk about Chase. Let's talk about Chase and how he died twice. Let's talk about Chase and how how he has. He's best boy. Somehow the most obvious and best ridden face turn in Ryder. Right. Um, So, Chase immediately steals the fucking spotlight the second he shows up like three episodes in um which is mostly because he's an attractive man with a big ass in very tight leather clothing uh 
which... Of course you would notice that. Well, well, I was about to say, 2014 Jay didn't notice that, but, uh, but 2021 Jay definitely noticed that. Okay, look, <laughs> like I said in the server, the second he's on screen, the entire population of 35-plus women in Japan got pregnant. <laughs> Literally, this guy fucking saved the birth, po- the birth rate population in fucking Japan. Single-handedly, just for existing. And it's hilarious. So, Chaser is immediately from showing up very obviously proto-Drive, the one who was killed by the Roid Mutes. The show simultaneously doesn't pretend like it isn't the fact at all and also tries to make it like a big twist in secret. Uh, I say they don't bother with it at all because they released a fucking DVD special starring proto-Drive and he is very obviously voiced by Chase, and they don't bother filtering his voice or anything. It is just very obviously him. Um, so I don't know what the fuck they were thinking trying to make it a big reveal. I think it's it's weird because him being protodrive and his inevitable face turn is so obvious from the beginning of the show, and yet it still is very well handled. It is. Yes. So, he shows up, and his role with the Roid Mutes is that he is, he's basically their reset button. And by reset button, we mean murderer. Would you say enforcer? Enforcer, technically speaking, yeah. He fills that role where he's, he's not quite, like, in charge, but he's, he's important enough where he has a unique design, and he's not a monster of the week. He is... He is the general, more or less. He is kind of like he's. What's a what's he a good keeps comparison? Him in line. He's like yeah. he's like a he's like a warden, more or less. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a. Is he like he's? Would he be like oh, the wolf from uh, from Pulp Fiction? I was trying to stick with the Toku example that our audience would know, but I guess that's a he's good he's a fucking parole officer. Yeah, he's kind of like if I'm gonna use another ex- uh, Toku example, he's. He's basically Juzo from Shinkenger, where he's he's kind of part of the villains, but he really just is only there to murder people, and he doesn't really have any involvement in the greater scheme. And yeah. that's basically his his role. I can see that. And I can definitely see that. Him again, him being good <laughs> is very obvious immediately. Because the second he shows up, Crimson's like, oh, this is a surprise. Oh, I don't know who he is. Oh, he must be using drive systems. Oh, he's got a weird, unique body. Oh, he must be the prototype. Oh, 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 I wonder if he's going to be fucking proto-drive, guys. He's got the, pro- he's the prototype roid mute body. Oh, man. Oh, like, they keep doing it, like, every other fucking episode until the reveal. <laughs> and it's still a good reveal. Because it's still, like, it still comes as a surprise when fucking Brain walks in. He's just like, oh, yeah, you uh, you have a weird number and your bike can do all this weird shit because you used to be the common Rider and I brainwashed you. And, like, oh, wow, shit, surprise, even though we all saw it coming. Because uh, I remember I was, like, I remember, like, I knew from, like, the first second he showed up, like, okay, so he's Protodrive. Because he, he fucking shows up in the first episode that Protodrive is mentioned in. <laughs> Which is which is screenwriting one oh one, by the way, is to uh to not do that. Um It's fine though. But yeah, like I was still surprised when the reveal happened. I was like, oh shit, wow. Um I I actually did really I actually really like how they handled the entire thing. Again, it's it's not like uh like <laughs> it's not like build where 
Sento is obviously fucking Katsuragi. And you obviously know this. And they're, and you shouldn't be pretending that it's a big twist. <laughs> yeah. Actually, shit, you mentioned this when we did build. <laughs> you mentioned this exact thing. I and did. Honestly, I, I, and honestly, I, I 100% agree because it's really well done. Like, you know it's proto... I mean, shit, dude. Anybody with two fucking eyes can see it was proto-drive. I mean, look at the fucking thing. Look at fucking Machine Chaser. It, it looks like, like a mix... It looks like a really uh, garbled up... Dis- what I'm trying to look for the right word. It fucked looks, up common rider. Yes, it looks like a fucked up common rider. Like that's what he I'm saying. Like, like any, anybody would. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, shit, dude. I remember back in the day, everybody knew. It was like that's Proto Drive. It's yeah. so obviously gonna be a, a a fucking rider. I mean, look it, at the guy. It wasn't a surprise when it happened, and yet it was still a good shocking moment. I think it's one of those things where it's like, even though you know it's coming. The yeah. way they do it is still really damn good. Cause like, yeah, you know what? I know it's I know it's Proto Drive, but it's so really well, it's well written, it's well shot, it's well acted, it's great, yeah. it's well done. Yeah. Now, and honestly, like the actor gives it socks too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Despite Chase having literally no personality because he's a cold, emotionless robot, even more so than the rest of the villains, his actor is still able to really sell the role well. And I, because he just kind of has that presence and he's, he really does it well where he'll just be like standing there and he's kind of like clenched up and he'll just be like standing there stock side, like fucking frozen, not moving. Cause he's like, he's like a weird robot and he just like, oh, I don't need to breathe or anything. So I'm just going to stand here like idle. And it's great. It's like, he's able to really sell that kind of like emotionless, cold movement to his, uh, his design and everything like that. It's it's really good, and and I uh, fuck I forget his name off the top of my head. Uh, he he's constantly at mom said it's my turn on the Xbox posing. Basically, he's constant. He's doing like it's half my turn on the Xbox and half Danganronpa stock pose. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but t- yeah, you're you're right. It's like he just he he has a presence about him when he's machine chaser, where it's just like. Yeah, you can tell this guy is probably gonna fuck you up. Yeah, he like shows that. up and you're immediately you're you're shedding your robot pants because oh he's here to murder me. Oh, okay. Oh fuck! What did I do? Why is he here? And I mean, shit! They literally call him the fucking Grim Reaper. Exactly. Yep. And I think I, I also like kind of like that uh, that uh, the irony of oh he used to be the writer, so now we're gonna make him our slave and. His job is still technically to kill us, but he's doing it for our benefit, not to our detriment now. I like that. I kind of like that uh, the irony factor there. And it gets lost a little bit because immediately after he learns his memory, instead of doing kind of anything interesting with it, they just fucking brainwash him again. And now he's basically oh, just... Don't just even st- with that, dude. Stock evil writer, except not. And it's... It's fine. He's still fine. I just I'm not a big fan of the the part where after we learn that he's drive, he he's still evil, but he's kind of not evil, but he is. Cuz especially oh, when that's that's when that? goes like, robo racism gets kicked up into 11 and he just he's just constantly like, "No, we have to murder him. I don't care if he used to be the common writer. I don't care if we can still reprogram and make him good. I don't care if that he's an important part of our history and that we can still, you know, we can do something and, with him. Just murder him, guys." And this is exactly why I knew going into this, I felt this sense of dread with his story. And here's why it went on for way too fucking long. 
Mm. It went on way too long. And I and I blame that mostly on the fact that he was brainwashed twice. Even, even then, like, he was brainwashed. But, like, he still got fucking jobbed out right afterwards. And then it's not like it like, never even happened. Like, I felt like at so, like the beginning and the end were done perfectly well. You know, from when he... Be- Honestly, dude, he became uh, uh, rider chaser a lot faster than I remember him doing. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely remember him being oh, way yeah. later in the show. But he was like... Episode 25, 26 yeah, or so? Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was... really, like, just, like, out of nowhere. Um, but that's well, that's I'm the saying, thing, like, too, because it, it kind of was really out of nowhere. He just, he just, like, I don't remember them really soliciting Chaser as a writer or any of his toys or anything. And I remember he just kind of, just kind of shows up and it's like, oh, shit. Oh, he's a writer for reals now. Again. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's weird because, nice like, the beginning and at the end, like, the beginning and at the end were really well done. It's just the middle portion of the story. I feel like you could have chopped that down a little bit. I blame that on medic, but she has great tits. So I'm not going to be that (laughs) mad about it. I think if what they should have done was to have the reveal happen, you can still have the reveal happen around this, maybe bump it up an episode or two Mm -hmm. and then have chase get reprogrammed. And he stays evil again for like one more arc. And I understand why they stretched out is because they wanted to have the big final showdown with him to coincide with the mid-season form. And I get (laughs) that because toy shilling, because you don't have that many other villains because what are we going to do? We're going to kill brain. We're going to kill heart. We're going to kill medic. I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, we could (laughs) obviously, but see, see, here's the thing. Don't kill medic. I I think you could have done it. I think you could have done it without the brainwashing. I think Mm. there was a way you could have done it because do you remember how he was still, like, very, like, apprehensive against Kiriko? Like, you know, when he shot a piece of himself off. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, at that moment, I think you could have kind of mixed those two together. There's, like, the reveal. There's the reveal, and then you have him apprehensively helping the writers. Like, maybe I should help them. Maybe I should be a writer again. Maybe I should be helping them again. Yeah. Until Formula's supposed to show up where he's kind of like in a lose-lose situation where he basically has to fight Drive. And Drive doesn't know that he's a good guy. He doesn't know that he's helping him. No, and not Drive really. Fucking, and then Drive fucks him up. There you go. Like, you don't need the brainwashing. It should have been simply, like, a big misunderstanding, and Kiriko could actually have something to fucking do for once and not <laughs> no, just be true. a fucking cardboard box. And I, she could, like, be like, Shinosuke, you killed my robot friend. He's like, you tried to kill me, jackass. Like, but I need him. It's like you, you're not riding the robo. You should have told me. Why do you people keep secrets? But that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I think you could have done this without the brainwashing. I think the brainwashing yeah. added a couple of more episodes that di- wasn't needed. And like, here's the thing. I don't necessarily mind the brainwashing because it works as like a big shock value. It's like, oh, he's regained his memories. Oh, psych! You're even more evil now. But then it just it just kind of stretched on and because because chaser kind of lost his gimmick of being like he would just kind of show up to interfere with the plot and now he's just stock villain enforcer who just stands around and fights the guys doesn't do anything interesting exactly it kind of it kind of loses it so if you did like had that be like for an episode or two that would be fine i i just feel like you could have done the entire thing with him a little bit tighter because you know, then that would yeah. then that would give more time for the the Kiriko is repairing him in secret arc and 
him. Like, yeah, because that like happened like yeah. so fast. It, that it, happened it, way faster than I remember it, dude. I was like, I remember right? Being, I remember that happening for like five fucking episodes. I, I know, right? I remember that being for like at least a solid like month and a half worth of episodes, and it's like, oh, we find out that he's alive somehow. somehow. They never. They, oh, they should we, still should have never mention, fucking explained. Yeah, that. should we mention that oh, AJ and I that about he this. that he fucking died? And okay, so let me just mention this now because we didn't mention this before. Roid means can only be destroyed if their cores explode. His core exploded. We we definitively see it blow up. We don't. He's dead. We don't actually see what it is that blows up, but we see a glowing red thing come out of his exploded body and explode with the same fucking sound effects and special effects as the other ones do. But he's just alive. He just survived. How? We don't know. It's never explained. Sanjay like, just kind of fucking never forgot to tell us. Like, they've, they never, they've never, ever explained it in any of the no. shit how he just, he just got better. He literally just got better. Exactly. It's just, it's fuck you. You know, he's just alive again. Whatever. Like that, that always got to me. Even when we first saw it, like way back in the day, that always got, it's like, he's fucking dead. He's I was dead. Like, I dude. was, I was waiting for him to be like, oh, so what's the big secret? Like, oh, is this going to become important? Like, oh, there's a way they can cheat death. And that's, that's going to be a part of the, the final arc or whatever. Nope. No, he just, he just survived the super duper special cannon and just fucking got better. Somehow. I don't know how, even though his body blew up, his body is still put together. I fucking whatever. Also, can we just say this right now? Because I know I have to say it. Can we just say this right now? Um, Mad Doctor shouldn't be working on fucking robots. <laughs> How the fuck does that happen? Dude, he shouldn't even okay? be working on humans. Shouldn't he either? have gotten like? Sh- shouldn't he have gotten like? I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know. Fuck. So- don't, somebody else. Don't they have? Don't they have? Uh. Oh wait, no, that's right. They they kind of just immediately introduced it after. Well, no, around the same time. No, no, no. That's right. That's right. I was gonna say. Well, yeah. Aren't, aren't there a, aren't there a pit crew, uh, shift car set? That yeah. Can repair the, four, the gear. Yeah, that was that, that was afterwards. To, exactly. So I was like, one, oh, well, that's zero, right. Two and zero three. But it, zero it's one. So that's weird. the wrong show. <laughs> but it but it's just weird how like like I said like he just kind of I mean to be fair, Roy Mutes in general. You know what? Actually, no. I'll say that for when we get to the villains. Like Roy Mutes in general are just fucking weird, dude. So weird. him, he's dead. Then he becomes writer chaser, and then they and just have an excuse to, and then they just has an excuse to look pretty for the rest of the show, mm. and then he dies. Lol. But he's got and some like pretty good comedy. Like the deadpan, it actually works with the comedy. It does. It's. It reminds me of. It reminds me of when they try to make Batman be funny by just having him be Batman while comedic stuff is happening. Because Chase is just, he's just standing there, not doing anything. Not reacting to it, but him just standing there, not reacting, makes everything funnier. It's like it's like every single time something weird happens, he's just like, "What the fuck, dude?" Chase like, is just like blank stares. What are like, these? What? what are these humans doing? What is this? What is happening? Why my feet hurt? Why am I here? <laughs> sure, this is the Wendy's. Yeah, but no. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know why, but now that just popped into my head. It's like go is. Bitching at him, he's like, "You do want to fuck my sister, and you're a fucking robot." And, and it's just in his head, it's just like, like Ghost a Shijima, little. This is a Wendy's drive-through. This is not the place for your tantrum. It's like it's like inside of Chaser's head, you just see like a little hamster just taking a break. <laughs> it's like you're not even thinking. 
He's just like, yep. I just yep. put myself into rest mode, but I forgot to close my eyes beforehand. <laughs> He's in rest. Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, like you get, you get like a, like one of the other uh, special crime guys, like like trauma dumping on Chase or whatever. And then Chase is just like, oh, I'm sorry, I was asleep. What were you saying? <laughs> uh, that would that would be great. But no, no. To get back to what I was trying to say, yeah, I actually really like the arc after he he survives somehow. And he's getting rebuilt in secret, and like he—it's not forced. His his even though we know his face turn is coming because we already know that he's going to become a writer again because he already was one. It still feels natural because he's not forced into like accepting Kiriko's help or like being thankful. He's just like he's just kind of like, oh, thank you, all right, and then he like the emotions of everything. It's like he learns how to feel emotions and that kind of like. Should I go back to being a writer? Should I I stay with my villain friends, even though they they brainwashed me? Because they still, most of them still like me. And you know, like his whole thing with Heart there, where Heart's like, you know, even though we we brainwashed you, buddy, I I still like you, and I still I still think you're a good guy. I'm still your friend. And I I think the way they they have him get the belt too is really good because Kiriko just shows up with it. It's like it's not forced. He's not forced to take it. She just kind of. Just kind of leaves it on the side for him. It's like, you know, you decide you want to use it. You know, it's up to you. You don't have to take it. And he's like, I think I will. I I like that. I like it. There it. It's definitely a very natural change of him going from being this conflicted villain to becoming a hero again, like he used to. It's a, it's a it's a good redemption. And after that, they do kind of struggle to find things for Chase to do because there's the whole thing with him trying to learn what emotions are and yeah for the most part that it's kind of it's mostly comedic stuff like him him trying to get a driver's license because because that's what humans need it's like okay that's a cute arc that's fine but we're in like the end like the the true final boss has shown up guys and he's got his super form now i think it's a little late to be doing this this comedic stuff hey go let me fuck your sister yeah he's like, uh... it's like i think i think i'm experiencing Love. What is love? Insert love card. You know. Tamara Shinosuke, my pants have become tighter. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. like, what the hell are buddies? What is a friend? What is revenge? This, what are emo- like? It, this must it gets... be what heartbreak is. Yeah. And it's all well done because, again, Taiko just has that presence to the character where he despite having no emotion, he sells a lot of emotion to his dialogue and his, his actions. But at the same time, it's like all of this feels kind of late to be doing this. It's not that I hate any of it. I really enjoy all of the stuff with chase. I fucking love the episode where he gets his driver's license. I love when he shows up, he sh- when they show up the next case, he's driving there and he's got a fucking pair of sunglasses on. There. It's, it's a little only new driver's rival. sticker on the van. It it's is a, only rivaled riot. by the DBZ license episode. Exactly. You wanted it only. that way. I remember it's, you, AJ. You wanted that type of episode to happen. Honestly, dude, when, oh, I, when, I heard, when I heard that they were doing a driving episode, I was just like, it better just be like Dragon Ball, where they're just, it's just fucking mayhem. And for the most part, it was, because Go is fucking terrible. Yeah. And I love I love the bit where uh, it's like, oh, there's a Roid Mutech. Hold on. It's like, yeah, sorry. I got to pull over. And he transforms in the car, and the guy's freaking out. Like, oh, that's great. That's good. That's some fun comedy. <laughs> but 
we're in the fucking endgame arc here, and we really shouldn't be doing it. And it's not quite as bad as, say, Build. Build. Where <laughs> Build, it comes out of fucking nowhere and doesn't make any sense with any of the characters <laughs> they're established. Because at least it still fits with Chase's character, where his whole thing was, I've been so emotionally numb and stuck in like this weird mental void that I kind of want to learn to be better than I was. I want to become a real boy, real roid mute like the others and have emotions <laughs> and everything and evolve. And it feels natural with this character, but mm-hmm. it's all kind of like like goofy and whimsical and lighthearted. And the last eight episodes of the show are not really the space we should be doing that kind of stuff. No, and again, that's why I, that's why I mentioned that if you had done the chase becomes a writer thing like earlier, I think you would have had more time for that. Mm. You would have much more time for that. And it would have helped because chase becomes a writer episode 25. You said, correct. Yeah. And then like right after that, we start getting this shit with fucking zero zero one and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, uh, we get freeze and then we got the, uh, the dead dad mystery and ultimate evolution, Roid musions and Bono coming back and, all this other shit. and Though, to be fair, I also put that a lot on the pacing of just the final arc in general. It felt like everything was happening in that final yeah. arc. Like, way too many things were happening at that point. Like, we had Shinosuke's dead dad. We had Freeze. We had Ultimate Evolutions. We, we had, had the whole, Bono. The it's cold like, cover-up mystery comes, comes a thing, which was never really established beforehand. And I mean, it, it kind of <coughs> makes sense that there was a big mystery cover-up, because otherwise it doesn't make... Any fucking sense that everybody forgot about a giant evil robot attack that happened six <laughs> months ago? Yeah. But still. That's another that's another thing, but I gotta get into the roid mute, but this has to but it has to wait till we get to yeah. the roid mutes. Mm. But that, but that's what I'm saying. Like I think I think overall Chase himself is a great character and his arc was done well. I think it could have done it a little bit better. And it probably wouldn't have come as jarring when you're having comedy skits in, like, episode 39. Well, he's also uh, the only character in the show that actually has character development. He has an arc. He goes from being an emotionalist enforcer to realizing that what he once was and relive- and questioning his identity to losing said identity, then coming back as a, to basically have a second chance... And then giving up, living his life, living his life to the fullest, as as most human as he can, to sacrificing his own life for the greater good of humanity. Yeah. You're right. He is really the only character that has any kind of definitive character arc. Mm. Which is kind of a shame, but at the same it time, is. it makes sense to get... You're basically, in a weird way, in a weird way, this is basically just Android 16's arc. Pretty much. But, like, fully realized, and if Cell didn't stomp on his fucking head? I mean, like, Cell kind of did stomp on his head in this show. Well, it's not Norio Wakamoto this time, Jay. That's true. That's Honestly, true. if Banjo was Norio Wakamoto, holy fuck. Oh, my God. This show would be ten times better. Bono as Norio Wakamoto would have been fucking hilarious. No, instead we got we got Tidus. Yeah, we got Tidus. Final Fantasy, yeah. Uh, um, 
So should before we get to the villains, should we just get Kiriko out the way? Yes. Let's just let's just fucking run through the entire special crimes unit. Because Kiriko all fucking is boring. fucking useless. Okay, Kiriko. I will say this: she started off okay, but she got worse. Over yeah, time. episode one she was great. Then episode two she got shit. She did. The problem with Kiriko is that she is supposed to be the straight man to Shinosuke's lazy, cocky dickhead. <laughs> She's supposed to be the, the more proper one, the, uh, the, the, the minder, the, you know, the, the, I don't want to necessarily ta- say tard wrangler because Shinosuke is not an idiot, but she's basically his boss, his leash, where whenever he's being like a lazy ass, she's to be the one who kicks him back and be like, no, go do your fucking job. Go fight the robots, you jackass. But then once Shinosuke loses the cocky dickhead persona and he just becomes stock cop man like we said Kiriko doesn't have any fucking job to do because her only role is now null and void and they kind of try they're like oh here's some special anti-roast porco bullets and oh here's some special rider kick shoes except it's not a rider kick because you're not a rider and no it doesn't matter if she's not she, if she's not a fucking rider she's not a fucking rider kick i'm not going to have this argument again the show fucking explains that itself we're not doing this Ugh, also just just there. to just to say this now because i know someone's going to say it no making her a rider wouldn't have actually solved anything no 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 it would not it would have, have. De- you know what let me go on this rant, Jay, because this fucking shit with fucking making Kiriko a writer. Like, guys, look. You know what? I will great. concede you get to make this rant this time go because ahead. I'm pretty sure I did it last time. You know what? It's great you guys want to give everybody a fucking belt, but not everyone can be world champ, motherfucker. <laughs> You're not going to put the title on X-Pac, all right? Nobody would pay to see that. Nobody wants to see Billy Gunn with the fucking strap. The same thing here. Just because a female character is shit, a writer belt's not going to fucking fix her. She's still shit. And if anything, it's just going to give the writer, the writer, I should say, an excuse to kill someone off. So, hey, great. I like <laughs> Fuck it. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, that <laughs> surprised me. Me. Uh, but no. <laughs> AJ makes a point. And I've made this rant before, but I'm just going to summarize it. Giving her powers does not necessarily mean that it will make her important or not a fucking jobber. Because all it's going to do is make her cannon fodder. She's going to show up to get her ass kicked. She's already cannon fodder. She's usually the damsel in distress. And people are just going to get mad about it. So giving her powers is just going to make her even more one. Because she's going to run in, get her ass kicked, and then now, oh, we have to go save her ass again. I mean, exactly. for, I mean, for goodness sake, one of the roid mutes, when he's trying to get his ultimate evolution, tries to marry her, and he pulls a Michi and, and puts her in a, in, a, in a very revealing uh, wedding dress, and then she gets you know, kicked. I mean, and then she, what's that, worse is that, okay, a roid mute, I can understand, but then in the final episode, she gets taken away just by being standing right there, like, bitch! Fucking punch him! <laughs> but see, the, that's the problem. And again, I joke. I know someone's going to take that clip out of context, but I joke. Yeah, the part where you say you like seeing women die, yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to be great for your ops, that, bro. Oh, we're gonna, oh, we're well, gonna it doesn't can- matter. Oh, anyways, anyways, anyways. We're going to get canceled, so, I know it. 
Bro, we're going to get no. canceled when I start talking about the Tiananmen Square massacre in my next comic episode, yeah. right? This is, exactly. We're not going to get any more canceled than that. Trust me. So, anyways, as I was saying before Phil, as usual, interrupt. Oh, fuck So, as you. I was saying, again, Kiriko is just useless. She is fucking nothing. And the thing is, like, at first, her, her job, like you said, Jay, was to be... He's basically Shinosuke's Wrangler. But at the end, anyways, it doesn't matter. She, like, she has no purpose in the special crimes unit. Need info? That's Q. Need the rough veteran? That's Oda. Need fucking uh, tech shit? That's Rina. Need the old man who's the fucking mentor? That's not only Belt, but that's fucking... I forgot his Hong name. Honganji. It's Jun. Honganji. There you go. Yeah. Like, you got... You have everybody you, you need. You need somebody to pull rank and get shit from the uh, the top brass? Yeah, that's that's his... That's the chief's role. Exactly. But, so, like, what does she do? Like, nothing. Well, she does nothing. She's love interest. That's why. Even then, like, it doesn't not even really. matter if she's, she's a love not even interest. A, she's not really a love interest until the last, like, handful of episodes. That's cause... a... Sorry, go on, Joe. <laughs> and, I mean, look, I do like how that's handled... Where it's very obvious that they're gonna try, they're gonna hook the two up, but then, like, they don't really think about it until Chase, being a weirdo, is like, "Do you have romantic feelings for Kiriko Shijima?" Insert query. Boop boop. And then Shinosuke has his fucking freakout where he's dumping water on him like a spaz. He's like, "No, no, definitely not. No, no, no way. That's no her. No, that's ridiculous, man. No." And then it's like. I like that. I like that's well handled because it's it doesn't overbear the show with lame relationship drama shit. Or because we know Sanjo can't fucking do romantic arcs. Look at fucking Double. Uh, that was that was a nightmare watching fucking Akiko. That fucking Drew. shit was hilarious. <laughs> but but again, like like even as like a love interest. She's not interesting in the least bit. Like, literally, there's so many things in the show you could have done with somebody else. Like, I, you, if anything, like, you could have done the chase thing with someone else as well. Fuck's sake, we have so many victims of the week. You might as well do it with one of them. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just everything about her is just, it's not, you know what? Like, it's just, she's just nothing. She's such a useless fucking character. Like, it was to a point where, honestly, every time I saw her on screen, I was just like, you have go-away heat with me, lady. I don't want you on my TV screen. Mm. And, like, sure, there's there's a couple easy ways you could fix, you know, give her stuff to do, but giving her fucking superpowers is not going to make her instantly better. You know? Like, no, no. nobody wants to fucking see Lois Lane running around shooting laser beams out of her eyes, as fucking hilarious as that would be. Too bad they already did that. Well, unless you're the robot version that Lex Luthor made because he wanted to fuck her. Look, Phil, I'm using an example, all right? Nobody nobody gives a shit when the love interest is trying to have superpowers in a serious story. You can do that as, like, a comedy because it's a comedy and anything can fucking happen. They tried tried to do that seriously with with Mary Jane. Yeah. Uh, It was terrible. Yeah, I mean, like, like... it, it's it's the fucking Spider Gwen of Common Rider. You don't need to give the fucking love interest superpowers because that doesn't make her interesting. I like Spider Gwen. I like Spider Gwen in the main universe. Dead. I'm yeah. guessing. I'm guessing you guys. Aren't, <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing you guys aren't fans of Spider Gwen, are you? 
Gwen Stacy should have fucking stayed dead, alright? And we're gonna fucking leave it at that. Okay. By the way, same thing for Gwenpool. She sucks ass too. Yeah. What? She's not even Gwen Stacy. She's it... just some character named Gwen. I don't know Either what the way, fuck, fuck they her. were thinking. They're all Anyways. terrible. Every Gwen, every Gwen in the universe is terrible. Anyways, enough about Western cape Especially shit. Especially you, Gwen. Western cape shit from Japan. Uh... <laughs> Anyways. Uh... Enough so about what... the fucking nothing person. Let's go to uh, let's go to Oda. I like Oda. Let's end it. Oda. I like him. I think his change from being the the stock atheist character who doesn't believe any of the dumb bullshit that's going on, and he's only here because he's forced to, to basically being Agent Mulder is <laughs> it happens a little quick for my liking because it's like I want to say like episode like eight or it's a little bit after uh, mock debuts is when he find no. Was it before or... It was sometime after all the form upgrades happened, but before... My, I don't it remember. It had to be after Technic. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he learns that, oh, the the roast porcos and Common Rider are real. So he goes full schizo tier with it. And that's fine. It happens a little abruptly, but he's like, he's a goofy side character, so it doesn't really matter. I like I like Gen. Gen is a fun character because, again, he's he's basically just like a, a shit walking shit post. He's just oh fuck. He's basically just Mulder. That's that's best way to Dude, put him. Dude, he he's has Agent one of the Mulder. best episodes. He has one of the best episodes of the series with fucking colorful commercial. Oh yeah, I yes. love that fucking episode. Oh no, that was a uh, no. That was uh, that was something. Deco Traveler. Yeah, Deco Traveler. Was it? It wasn't yeah. colorful commercial. No, it was de- no, because yeah, because it's the it's the the Enka bus. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the Enka okay. bus. I, I I get them. I get them confused. That's fine. They're, most of the shift cars don't fucking do anything, so it's easy to get them all kind of mixed up. This is true, but yeah, like it's it's cool to see. Like I don't know. I just liked him. Like yeah. even yeah, I, I agree. It was really abrupt. He's the way very they did it over to the him. top, and I, I gotta say his his little relationship with Rena later in this series is kind of cute. <laughs> Yeah, I like the I like how they hook him up because of like, oh, we're using you two as decoys, and like, they kind of they kind of get a thing from there, mostly because Rena is a thirsty Christmas cake of a woman who's <laughs> desperate for any man at all. But oh shit! <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's a good arc, and I like that. And it's it's not it's a little again it's that issue of this is the final arc, and this is a little too goofy for the final arc, but. It's handled well, and I like it, and it does feel pretty natural with the two. Can I just say, another another uh, victim of the I-thought-this-happened-way-later syndrome is I thought he realized how to say roid mutes correctly, like, towards the end of the show. No. It, no, oh, he learned how to do it, like, almost like right before Chase came in. Like, before Ryder Chaser came in. Because it was a side effect of Freeze... Oh, yeah, Freeze's um, mind-wiping ability. No, no, I know that, but it's just, it was weird that, like, out of nowhere, like, I was like, See, that's oh, the thing. I remember it happening earlier than it did. Really? I, re- I remember it happening, I knew it because it happened after the brainwashing arc ended, because I remember that happened, because I remember, because the whole thing is that he can't say it because the leader of the Roid Mutes fucked with his brain. So that's why he. That's why even though he knows they exist, he can't say it because his brain literally is incapable of thinking of that word. But 
I, for whatever reason, remember the final form and that arc concluding way earlier than it did. Because yeah. that, that was like like episode 35, <laughs> 36 or so that mm-hmm. Triteron debuts. Yeah, 35. And so it was around then. Yeah. So I thought it was a little bit earlier than that, but I I guess I'm kind of like, I was just mixing up orders of episodes or just, I think my brain was equating the the gap in time between episode airings is it just being more time, literally more oh, time. You, in that I case, could just, it, I was going to say, I could just equate, I can just equate the gap in time when overtime actually fucking subbed the show. <laughs> oh! Overtime, more like slow for time. Oh! Uh, and now they're just dead for time because they don't sub anything anymore. Yeah. Because two people who don't like roast porcos are being bitches. Yeah. Imagine being uh, the I, new magenta. I, I, Oh my god, uh, I'd kill myself. Uh, uh, but you, you know, you say roast porco. I, I think the running gag of him trying it to say it and not being able to say it is funny because it, it doesn't feel like it's a forced joke. It's just like, oh okay, he's just kind of like a weirdo and he's like he's kind of gung ho, but he's he's a little bit of a dope, so it's like he just can't remember. So he's got like he's like roast porcos, steroidos. <laughs> Hemorrhoidos. Uh, uh, Roy, Mo- Roy Mochas, hemorrhoidos, stuff like that. And it's fun because it's always really clever and it's not like it doesn't feel forced when he does it because he just he'll just do it in the middle of a scene and they're like, yeah, you're still wrong, buddy. And my, my favorite out, is oh, roast porcos. Roast pork. I think roast porco is the one that caught on the most because that's what everybody uses. I've never <laughs> I've never seen anybody else use any other ones again other than roast porco it is always roast porco is the one that gets you <laughs> it's great it's a good one it's my and, favorite and, one and, you know what and that's why it caught on is because it it's the one that sounds closest to it and also it's just because it's it's funny it's roast porco like it's such a boy, good name and that's why i like and yeah. that's why i like fucking gen so much he's just he's just fun he's and a the, fun the reveal that him not being able to pronounce it as a fucking plot point is it's so well done because it, it hits you like a truck when it's like, Oh, your goofy running joke was actually important the whole time. That's That's something. Sanjo has a lot of problems as a writer, but he's able to connect tiny details like that. And I, I love it. You're writing right there. Yeah. That's actually, no, I shouldn't say no, it's here because people would understand that's a, that's an Agito tier. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, uh, I guess from him we go to. Ki- uh, actually, let's, let's talk about his wifey. Let's talk about Rena. She uh, she make things. I like uh, Rena. Rena's a little bit too much of like stock mad scientist sometimes, and for and the most part that works. It's just she doesn't really have much of a personality beyond science. Thir- like she's got I'm her thing where like husband. Yeah, sure. They're her thing about her, she's old and thirsty and wants not, a man. But and she's not it's that a f- old. She's maybe like what late thirty. She looks like 30s? yeah. She's I think her actress was like mid thirties or so. But I mean, that's old by by Japanese woman standards, Phil. This is so true. that's 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 the cho- that's kind of the joke there. Hence why I say Christmas cake. It's because it's you know once you're after twenty five, you know you don't matter anymore. You're you're basically spoiled. She you know looked, you might as well rush to it. But she looks good. I, she's good for she her does. age. But that's that's kind of the joke of her character is that she's getting to be beyond that age where most men would find her desirable, and now she's getting desperate. And it's you know it's a fun little gag. 
it's not too overbearing except for when it again the final arc where they're it's supposed to be serious and she's like screaming and being a weirdo but i like her i like the reveal that oh she was actually in on it the whole time and she's the one that made all the gear and i do like that i do like that was well handled i think because they do set it up the episode where they reveal it where like oh she's being really shady and oh she's kind of working with uh the top brass and try to fuck us over but oh she was actually an ally way before everybody else i like that but but other than being like the one who makes the gear she she doesn't really do anything as a character <laughs> she's mostly there for for science exposition and it's fine otherwise she just she just exists half she's, the time she's there well yeah. here, here's here's a fun fact she did porn have fun looking that up kitties eh? <laughs> Phil, do you not remember this? She's done porn. No, I didn't. Well, I gave Phil a new fetish for the week. No, um, oh my god. I mean, listen. He's already had she it like be the first and she's definitely not the last Toku actress who's done porn. So, uh um, Yeah, Blade is pretty much on top on that one. <laughs> oh. I wasn't actually thinking of Blade that time. What were you thinking of? Kenzaki, uh, I'm not going to tell you, know you because you. then you're going to look it up. Kai- I want you to figure it out. Is it Kaito? No. Kaito also did porn. We know that. Probably did. Kenzaki, you know I love you, but fuck's sake, mate. At least show some emotion. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, man, that's actually kind of the, f- depressing. That, 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 you know what? That That's probably where Death Grips got sad come from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. oh, that was terrible. It was. You are terrible. Oh, I hope he never. I hope he never accidentally gets a translation of this episode. <laughs> yeah, um, this one episode specifically, not anything I, that would involve him. Of this, no, yeah. of this particular fucking. Talk. So, after him, after him, Jesus, I just turned me there's into a transgender. Q. Uh, there's Q. Uh, the real he has one episode that's good. That's what he is. He is the he's the otaku. He is yeah. the. Uh, I, okay, I actually, know Google. you know what? No, Jay, Jay. I know this is a stretch, but he looks like a really ugly, fat Gokai Silver. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't when he does. His I'll face. add all those addendums. I guess so. Like with the like the face, it has a very similar structure. Like even his voice still has like that shrillness that guy had sometimes. It's like, wait. Uh. I mean, guy, guy's voice was a little deeper than him because he's well, he's yes. shrill, but he's a higher voice pitch. He doesn't really sound anything like him. He's kind well, of not saying he sounds one to one. Not saying he sounds one to one. I'm just saying, like, just his appearance. He looks like a very ugly guy. Like, well, he's an ugly guy, but he looks like an ugly. Guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he looks like ugly. Guy. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I mean, he has a great episode attached to him. He has one of the best episodes of the entire franchise. Yes, is the. The one where we find out that the roast porcos can enjoy anime and yeah. become weirdo otaku stalkers, you know, just like me. You know, if this if this was realistic, we would see like Q and his roid mute like fighting it out over like if Ray or Asuka's better. <laughs> if this Which one do you think would be the Asuka fag? Oh, you know, it'd be it would be main Q. Main Q it looks would, like the he Asuka would be. man. He looks the he roast looks porco the can the roast porco can like he he can he can like you know he can relate to pod people so that's why he <laughs> relates to Ray. What are you referencing, exactly. Phil? How old are you again? 
I don't know. Wait, He's Ray, 30. How do you, how do you not know about liter, literally the oldest fucking waifu debate on the internet? Ray 25 Ray. fucking no. years. Are we talking uh, Dragon Ball? No, no, we're talking about fucking Evangelion, Phil. Oh. This this uncultured swine I never watched, over here. I never watched the Neither Evangelion. have I, and even, even I know about Asuka and Rey debates. I, I've never watched <laughs> Evangelion, okay? It's the, fu- it's the fucking Han shot first. Of anime, <laughs> all right, Phil. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. Kind of I can't watch it. Too much. Too much. Like too much Christian symbolism in it. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You're not missing anything. Evangelion sucks, but <laughs> that's not the point. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see it now. I, I kind of don't like him beyond his episode of like with the episode of him and the Roy Mew because he's he's just kind of annoying. He's not, like, the most annoying. He's not the worst member of the team, but he's very static, and he kind of doesn't really have any role, like, in the ha- second half of the show, because once once Drive goes public, his role as, like, being the information broker kind of stops mattering, because, well, now they're working with the real police, so First they don't division. need the guy on the internet looking everything up, so he just he's just there half the time. That's true. <sighs> but... But I like, I like him because he's, he's like the weirdo otaku, and they don't make his entire character about how he's a weirdo otaku and bringing it up because he does still have like a character beyond that, and I like that. I like that he has a little bit of a dimension to him, but he doesn't really contribute all that much in the later half of the show, and he's really not that interesting in the first half. And I, I kind of like how he has a little friendship with, uh, with Gen. Like everybody just becomes friends with Gen. It's weird. Cause he's a cool guy. He is. And I like, I like how they become buddy buddies about like, trying to figure out who the writer is and, you know, figure out all this stuff. And, Oh, it's like, Oh, I saw the writer. It's like, Oh, what do you look like? I was like, well, this, this part was green and the other part was black. And it's like, Oh, Oh man, I want to see it. Uh, I like that. I like that it becomes schizo bros, but, but Schizo, just, bro. He just exists, basically. Yeah, uh, I guess we get to the old man. Hongganji. Uh, Simultaneously, yes. the worst and best member of the special crimes unit. When he's talking yes. about fortunes, it gets a little annoying, but when he's serious, he's pretty damn good. In the entire first half of the show, he is absolutely the worst character on the show because he does absolutely nothing. He is obnoxious and loud and screaming and makes bad jokes. And there's always this obnoxious fucking music playing. And he's always under like a fucking fisheye lens. And he's just, he's just shrieking nonsense and talking about, Oh, my fortunes. Oh, oh. it's everything I hate about writer comedy. It is. He is. He is literally writer comedy the character for the entire first half of the show, and it is just miserable. Every the best time of the first half is when he's just gone, and they just don't talk about him. He just disappears for a couple he, of episodes he went for some fishing. reason. That's what he did. He went yeah, he just went on vacation or whatever. And then, then in the second half, where we find out that not only did he know Shinosuke was drive the entire time but that literally everything that Krim has set up only exists because of him, and that he's been friends with Krim for decades now. Uh, he becomes an actually good character, because he becomes, for the moment, well, he's still, like, goofy, but 
he has like a serious role and he has he can show emotion that isn't just shrieking wacky old man. He he, he toned, actually like, he gets toned down and becomes like an he almost becomes like the wise mentor, like telling like Shinosuke like, Hey, bud, nut up. And yeah, cool. like he he's like, I knew your dad and your dad would be proud of you and you get that kind of argument there and he still does goofy stuff like Oh, there's the time he's on the roof with uh with Krim, Krim. and they're talking about like, oh, we used to be friends, and then he's like, he's just wearing Krim yeah. for no reason. He's just like, I just wanted to put you on. I just want to see what it was like. Like, <laughs> that's fine. That's still goofy, but it's subdued and it's not like wacky noises all the time and like you know, oh, screaming at the camera and you know, it's, it's doing repeat cuts exactly, and it's it's cut Ugh. between two serious moments, so it 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 feels like a like a lightener a bit. And I like, and then you get him be, like when he stands up to the the top brass who are bullying them, and it's not just him being like a haha wacky kiss ass. He's being like, no, you pieces of shit, listen to me. This guy is gonna go and fight the fucking robots, and you're gonna sit down and you're gonna shut up. And he's like, he's actually being like a intimidating, and it's yep. good. And he can, st- he still has the goofy moments, and the goofy moments become for the most part fine. Like when when he gets the the mass produced mook unit, and it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I I broke my back. Oh, I can't move now, and they have no, to he, lift him he, up and carry I him out. I thought it was I thought it was his neck. Oh, yeah, he sprains his neck or something, or whatever. He's like, it's like oh, I'm doing all these cool poses. It's like, up, uh, up, uh, yep, I pulled something. I need help, guys. Uh. And then he's just he's just standing there, like. <laughs> Stuck in the pose on the phone. It's great. And they pick it's... him up, and, and then people pick him up, and they've got like think one of the I don't know which I don't know which writer background song it is, but they just like drag him off. Yeah. Ah. Uh, it's weird how, despite changing very little of his character, he becomes way more enjoyable. And I think a lot of it is just because like. They let him be serious and have him have a point to the the show and, you know, have him matter. I think that's really what it is, is that he starts to matter. So now we have reasons to actually give a shit when he's on screen. And, oh, what a surprise, he can actually be a good character. Mm. It's weird. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Hold on, I'm getting a water, sorry. Yeah. Well, um, we're done with him. Dude, I'm he, sure AJ is going to say something when he gets back. There's one character wow. I feel He's we should talk about. Old. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if he counts as police department or, or special crimes or villain. Are you talking about Nira, I assume, right? Mr. Kaminaida. Yeah, he's a, he's definitely a villain. He is nothing but a villain. So, uh, we'll, so we'll get to him because he's a footnote. So, with us being done with the special squad. <laughs> that sounds so weird. They're, they're, they're all special inside. Um, Basically. Well, we're, well, since we're done with the special squad, now we have to talk about the roast of porcos. We have mm. to talk about all of them. So you know what? Let's start from the one. Let's start from least likable to most likable. So let's start with Medic. I knew you were going to say Medic. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, Look, there's only two reasons. There's only two reason people like her. She's hot. Yeah. No, Phil. She is. No, no, I don't care. I don't care. You missed the. You missed the joke, Phil. Oh, that was joke, son. 
Oh, you yeah, missed it. Right. Flew right over you. That was an awful, awful <laughs> voice. I don't know what I was trying to do there. I sounded like a 1920s news broker. <laughs> it anyway. But okay, so medic, medicubaba, fumikababa, <laughs> big tit, big titty woman. The big titty witch. Well, you know, she yeah, it's, got, it's actually really hilarious, got, though. Apparently she got breast reduction. She did. We've mentioned actually. this before. Um, anyways, so... Uh, it's really weird though because for the most of the show they cover up her giant ginormous memories, and in the in the V cinema they just let those puppies fly. <laughs> yeah, they they knew why everybody was watching. They just they like they didn't even care. They're just like let them lose, baby. Why? Jesus that, that was a thing I noticed too. Is that? Uh, excuse me. Sorry, phlegm. Basically, the only real component to her character was that she was like a weirdo sexual aspect and like they 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 give her way too many things to do and she just keeps getting new powers for no real <laughs> reason like like i i have i have a running list of all of the powers that she uses and how oh boy she never used oh again. boy remember remember when she could force roid mutes into evolving i yes. don't no. Do, you, do you remember when she could she could create her own super roid mute hunters reaper units? Well, they they yep. that actually must matter because that keeps coming up, so yeah. that's fair. Remember when she suddenly had the power to reprogram reprogram roid mute's entire brains? I don't. I don't because she only did it on Chase and never again. Even though Granted, that's brain's entire fucking gimmick. Yeah, that was literally yeah. brain's job, and she's stealing did it my to, shit. I mean, granted, she that's does. at least like a plot arc where, oh, she stole my job and now she's trying to kick me out of the group. Oh, I'm going to run off and sulk and become a bitch. You know, that's fair. Uh, remember? Oh, yeah, this is this is the weirdest one that I completely forgot she could do. You remember that time that she created artificial human puppets for no no good reason at all? No. And it is never used again? I don't remember that shit. What? No. That was, that was the one... Where the when formula debuted, where it's like, oh, there's all the mystery murders that all happened at the same time, and it turned out that they were all just they were just fake human puppets that she created from like. Whoa, sand I don't even remember that, dude. Do you remember? What? Like, sorry, I sorry. fucking, I don't know what the fuck Sandra was smoking when he came up with that one. I remember, that good Jesus. shit. Do you remember where her where she breathed on a shift car? They were turning evil. I don't. Yeah, remember when she could brainwash the shift cars that they did one time. And like it's not even like oh they it's not even a line of like oh we upgraded so they're immune to that it's like no we just fucking cleaned off the sticker on them because it's just a big sticker on them it's she just keeps getting fucking new powers as the show goes on and it gets so so ridiculous and I her her thing is that like she's a weirdo like obsessive with heart and she's jealous of brain so she tries to kick she. The whole thing is that, like, all of the roid mutes, the evolved ones, they have one real, like, emotion to them. Except for her, because she's got, like, fucking 40 of them. And granted, they, again, they kind of excuse that right at the end of the show, right before she dies. Where it's like, oh, I I absorbed emotions or whatever, and I, I got messed up in the head and whatever. And it's like, oh, fuck you. So she Shut became up. human, then. Dude, okay, okay, so here is why, so Medic was the one that did it, was the one that tipped me over the edge, and I, <laughs> and I spoke to Phil about this the other day, Yeah. 
I mean, she's, she tipped me over the edge in many ways, to be fair. So, um, and I, <laughs> so I mentioned this affiliate. Honestly, dude, this is just zero one all over, all over again. Fucking. So roid mutes are essentially trying to become, they're essentially trying to evolve. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. They have to evolve with a specific emotion. Correct. Yes. Okay. So, what the fuck kind of emotion is unconditional love? Because, keep in mind, her original emotion was adoration. Now it's unconditional love. Because apparently those are two very different things. But there's many different types of... Sorry, go on. Again, so... Like... So now those are two very different things. And now... Now... We're apparently supposed to believe that she feels all the emotions. Which, to me... Kind of just tells me, haven't the roid mutes already hit? I mean, I get it. They're supposed to be final evolution, gold, whatever. But, like, they've essentially succeeded in becoming human-like. No? Because they feel anger. They feel all this shit. So it's like now it's just, what? Just just hope for the best with the emotion you got? Like, And again, well, since, well, since Medic has like 50 of them... So that's another thing. If Medic has like all these other emotions that she's feeling and she absorbs them and all this shit, does he technically even have to stick with unconditional love well, or adoration or whatever the fuck they the have that with, week? But the thing with love is there's multiple. There's like I'm literally looking. I literally looked this up earlier. There are nine different types of love in the Greek language. There was eros, I know, but like I'm, but this is but again, this is supposed to be unconditional love. So basically, like, we're talking like. Even that doesn't really narrow. So we're talking to like close to we're having close to mania to pragma. Essentially, and that's what I'm saying. Like the whole thing with the roid mutes emotion, kind of doesn't really make sense because what is even half of their emotions to begin with? It's it's more like they're less emotions and more just states of mind. Like, Like, is there a roid mute who gets off on Schadenfreude? Shameful joy. Yeah. Like well, oh I I'm laughing at your theoretically there probably could be Theore- well if you if you really deep go deep down on it depending on the situation heart could have probably gone through that yeah but heart is just blatant joy well that's okay. the thing is that like even even brain and heart to a lesser degree they have more emotions because because brain is supposed to be what was his thing I think it was like envy. jealousy or whatever jealousy envy, yeah yeah but even then like he. I guess you can kind of like stress stretch like like his smugness is like okay he's he's kind of gloating or whatever so I guess that's kind of like envy it's pride I suppose but I mean it's that's a that's a big stretch I don't know it's it's a fucking bigger stretch than his his stupid brain tentacles that he he just kind of has sometimes (laughs) Uh, that's kind of the problem is that they don't they technically have more than one I think it's just like. Oh, that's their main personality because that's what caused them to evolve. So that's their new personality or whatever. But then, like, then you get like the 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 mook the mook monster of the week ones, and it's like, okay, what fucking emotion did the the painter guy evolve with, or what what emotion did the the cooking guy, the fucking <laughs> chef one, or like the fucking uh i'm trying to think like well, the chef one was a hybrid okay the, hybrid the chef one yeah well the chef one was a special case it was like it was like or shit dude ones. let's let's take let's take the very first one we meet what was his emotion uh, jealousy i guess because he wanted to 
copy. Is that not brains? Is that not brains gimmick? I guess. You, you uh, see, it's like, like you can't. What the tell fuck me was the emotion are... of the of what, the cowboy one? What about the uh, his his? You mean George Takata? Yes, Phil. That was that was George Takata Roid Mude. That was definitely his emotion. No, is George Takata. No, 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 no. I was his 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 emotion no, his, is John Wayne. His was. <laughs> I think. I mean, hey, John Wayne is a very strong emotion. It is. I mean, for him, I think it was more satisfaction. I, then again, I don't know. I don't think not satisfaction. really satisfaction is not an emotion. It's more of a state of mind. That, that's like, why I'm his, saying his, his bro that he hang out with. It's like okay, that guy was like greed. Okay, that makes sense. But then like. You get, like, the scientist dude who's the, the fucked-up barber from Double. Like, what fucking emotion was the scientist dude supposed to be? What about the writer? Yeah, what was the writer one supposed to be? Like, like okay, like, some of them I understand. Like, like there was the the one that was we thought was supposed to be the fortune teller that was actually the the hot lady who murdered Boken Blue and became crazy. Oh, my God, that is Boken Blue. Like, okay, so it's like, okay, that was, like, like gel, like not necessarily like like kind of love or like whatever the fuck. Like I can, I can kind of understand the emotions here, but like most of them are just like, oh, we're evil for evil's sake, and we're doing evil things because that will somehow make us evolve or whatever. But see, the hell. and and this kind of goes back. This kind of goes back, and I and I hate to even say it, but this goes back to when we were talking about Kyoryuger, like Kendalini, kind of whatever the fuck her Kendal- name is, Kendal- Chick. Kendal- whatever, Kendal- delirious. Candelilly, Candelilla, Candelilla, yes, yes, Like when we're talking about Candelilligram, like her emotion, like her emotion was to like to bring joy to people. So everything she did was not a bad thing. So if Hart's emotion is joy, technically he he doesn't have to do anything bad. He's just kind of a dick. If you like, really no, but no. it Hart's character at least it makes sense with him because. Oh, excuse me. He's kind of sure, a like yeah. His joy came from trying to come past the the torture and torment that he was given from Bono, and his joy is, it's he's trying to bring joy to his people, and I you know his joy comes from fighting the good fight to to, you know, let his people prosper. So th- with him, it kind well, of well, it's makes it's sense, that but... it's that, and also and also cake. That's well, true. Because I remember when he was eating cake, that brought him so much joy, he became gold for a minute. It's true. But the thing because is, I guess. But the thing is, like, they could have gone a much more sinister route when it came to his joy. They could have brought, like, sadistic joy or psycho or sociopathic types of joy. That would have been a lot darker. His is because we find out that all the roid moods are programmed with neg with one negative emotion that humans have, but joy is so. I don't know why Bono did that because but he did that because science, Jay, science. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense with joy, or because joy is so fa- and and even love to a degree. Joy is so far stretched. It mostly leans into the positives, whereas the negatives need to be more twisted. And that's why I'm saying, like, when you really think about it, the whole emotional... This is why I never like it when shows do these things of, like, having, it like, robots or having any sort of entity with, like, emotions. And it's just one specific emotion. Because eventually you're going to go beyond that. 
you can't have one Roid me just do joy. You can't have Roid one Roid me just be a depressed little fucker. You can't have like brain constantly jealous of everyone's dick. Like you can't do that. I get that, but at the same time, it's like no, why even try it? Or, or like if you had explained it, like they can feel every emotion, but that's the one emotion that they have to focus on. Then okay, fine. But they never say that. It's just oh, that's it. That's their emotion. Yeah. That that's it. Have fun. It, I don't know. Like, I guess it's just because because they were like the first couple that Bono made, and then I guess he just cheaped out afterwards. So, I mean, that's that's a fine excuse because like they they were all like. Like, first 10, so fine. It, okay, you can use that as an excuse if you want. But. It would have made more sense if those emotions had been aspects of their of their, of their their programming, not their entire character character personality. And, like, in some regards, I can kind of understand that, where, oh, their whole deal is that they, they, they're self-evolving. They can make their own improvements, so them being able to improve beyond just having the one specific emotion and, and be able to develop real emotions beyond that. Or, or they're just kind of simulating emotions. Like, this is what we kind of know when we, we copied a human. So this is kind of what we understand emotions to be. So this is where we kind of get them from. But we don't. We only really understand <laughs> the one emotion we're programmed with. So well, it's also a that con- would, that'd be fine, too. It's but, also a uh, connection thing. Like, they, like they say... With some of them that they had a strong resonance with one person's emotion at the time, but that raises even further questions because humans are very complex. Human brains are and emotions are a little more complex than one program. Yes, but and that's why and that's why I'm saying like, if the whole idea was for the robots to think, oh, I can just copy this one emotion and go there, and then slowly. Cause, cause Hart kind of had that idea, kind of had that arc where he's like, he's discovering, oh, humans are way more complex than just these vile, crude pieces of flesh. But nobody else really has that. Like, brain never yeah. really figures that out. Medic just dies, cause lol. But I mean, again, with Hart, at least it makes sense with his character where he specifically was so thoroughly thrashed and tortured by Bono. Even though he wasn't their first one and wasn't their leader, which didn't really ever make any sense to me that he had the most personal connection to Bono and he wasn't he wasn't like top dog in charge technically, but not important. Like it, again, it makes sense where he has this colored idea where his only real frame of reference is their creator, and then he sees kind of like the rest of the humans there, and he's like he just kind of assumes, but. But the more time he spends fighting the writers and, you know, like actually interacting with Shinosuke, it's like he gets a more complex view of it. And that kind of that works with his character, where his whole thing is that he just wants to prove that he's better than these awful degenerate monsters that we call humanity. And him slowly learning that not all humans are awful, vile people, even though all of the problems in the world are created by humans and blah, 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 whatever. And I like that. I like that his arc with Shinosuke is him kind of learning to accept humans as being more than just vile monsters. And their their whole plan is just, oh, we just we just want to be better than you. We don't want to kill you all or anything. We're going to kill some of you. We're just going to take over the world. But we just want to do it to, you know, to dab on you guys because we're better than you. And I, I it works because he's he Hart is not an evil character. He does evil things, but he's not evil. And I like that he's a very complex villain. But but then the other Roid Mudes are there. 
they're very stock villains for the most part. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Brain is like, Brain is a entertaining as hell character, but he doesn't really have much beyond, oh, I am smart and I am evil and I am jealous sometimes. And I am a shrieking lunatic who does fucking 10 foot jumps. Like, like, I mean, we, we kind of got off of medic accidentally and just started talking about heart for some reason. I mean, they're they're all kind of, there's not too much we can talk about. They're not really all that fleshed out other than heart. So there's not a whole lot you can really say about heart. That's what I'm saying. Like I, like heart, I think again, heart is a great villain in the sense that you can kind of see his idea. You can kind of, you get it, you know, you get it. Like you don't agree with it, but you get it. It's like Hitler, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had some good ideas, and oh, you can understand. Look, like I, like I, look, like I said, you don't agree the, with the action. Look, look, like, like I, like I said, dude, like I said, Hitler only ever did one thing wrong, and it was not going out with a bang. So, like I said, <laughs> like yeah, Hart no, himself, he went to Brazil instead. I mean, who, who the hell goes to Brazil? <laughs> I, I mean, know, I would have just killed myself. He's probably a Kamen Rider Black's biggest fan. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, that'd be a twist, though, wouldn't it be? I know, right? No, but like, okay, so like I'm saying, Hart himself is a great is a great villain in the sense that I understand him. I understand where he's coming from. And towards the end, like, I actually kind of felt bad when he just, hey, I'm the last of my kind. Holy fuck, dude. Like, that's depressing. <laughs> like, that's actually kind of depressing. And again, he do- it's done in a way where you still, again, you don't agree with it, but you still understand why he thinks the way he thinks. And even at the end, he he fully admits, like, you know what? It sucks that everyone else I love and I knew and love is dead, but at least I made one human friend. And in a way that kind of that kind of hits harder than if Shinosuke just blew him up, because yeah. he dies admitting that he actually can see eye to eye with a human, if yeah. if only one. And it was an interesting thing, and I, that's why I like Hart so much. I mean, he's just great. It doesn't help that his actor is extremely handsome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got that, he, he's got that like, it's not quite full-on Robert Zadar chin, but he's got a massive chin, and that really helps him. I he's don't know why, chiseled. but it really does. It's, he's just built. He is, it is. He is a great. thick, stocky man, and it is it just sells that character for him well. <laughs> Would it be weird if I said that he and Medic do make a cute couple when when we see? Yes, those because Medic is a whore. <laughs> She's a slut. She dress. Have you seen how she dresses? Unironically, she dresses like a whore. You mean she's a whore? Are you talking the she's... actress or the or the character? Yes. She looks like a whore. Same like <laughs> Stu Hartwood. <laughs> but okay, but like. like... <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! But like, like Hart himself is just great, and like we were talking about with Brain, he jumps. He do the yeah, big jumpy brain, jump. Yeah, Brain, Brain becomes like Brain is weird. Where even though he becomes a joke, he he becomes more entertaining as a joke because he's he at least does something now. I it's, will say this. I will say this about Brain. There is one aspect of him that I found interesting, but they did literally nothing with, and that was his identity crisis. Oh yeah, it happened, and then they just forgot about it. It's like, oh, I guess never mind then. They they kind of set it up when when medic starts stealing his spotlight and he starts getting pushed out of the group, 
and then he goes off with with number one, and he kind of freeze. Yeah, he starts to kind of break out of that identity crisis, and he's like, freeze helps teach him this is who you are. Your emotion is this. You need to live by it. But then, but then freeze dies, and then he he kind of loses that confidence he had again, and he goes back to the crisis, and that leads to him teaming up with uh with Nira, and they turns gold. He goes Super Saiyan, and then he just. He's just kind of there as a joke again after that because he gets his super form and then he becomes a fucking joke character again. And I like that. I, I kind of like that there's there's a peak to it where he never really quite gets it resolved. But at the same time, it it's a little disappointing because they keep bringing it up. It's like, oh, this is the resolution to my identity crisis. Oh, never mind. We're just going to do it again later. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like a waste. It, it does because... I, the the scene where he starts like understanding, oh my god, I just copied someone. I I don't have a personality. It's like it, that that scene worked. It's just they don't do anything with it afterwards, and then he just fucking dies. Yeah, he dies. Yeah. But you know what, Jay? His, his it doesn't matter because what he's given to writer is beyond anything any writer could give him, and that's the fucking jump. Yes. Yes. I don't care what anyone says. Motherfucker can jump. (laughs) The jump is so good because there's literally no reason for him to do it. And he just, he goes up like all fours in midair. And he goes seriously like an easy, like six or seven feet away from where he, from a standing still position. That's an Olympic leap. It's it's so good. It is so good. It's it's art. <laughs> it's it's art. It's, it's, I would dare say it's better than Oren's jump kick because it's it's oh, in, more in, impressive because it's not set up as like a stunt. It's just him doing it. I I'm pretty sure like he like nobody told he didn't tell anybody that he was going to do it. He just did it. I'm I'm sure what it was is that the script probably said brain gets into medic's face and he just he just fucking sold it he's just i'm just gonna go all out because like it starts off like he does the pog faced and then boom just jumps yeah he just he just he pounces on her literally (laughs) pounces on her it's i it's fucking it is oh my god golden it is brilliant dude legit i mean hey it fits that's that he he did that after he got his gold form um, That's true, but it's 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 funny because like I knew it was coming because when I saw the beach, I was like, "Oh, here we fucking go!" Uh, I uh, knew it was coming. Moment, yeah, but when it happened, it fucking killed me because I was like, <laughs> I forgot how funny it was. Uh so speaking uh, of golden, speaking of golden, let's, let's talk uh, about Mister Daddy Issues himself, Bono. Let's talk about. Gord Drive. Oh, Gord I knew it. You were gonna I had it. to do it. Somebody had to Somebody do it. Somebody had to say Gord Drive. Uh, Gord Drive. Uh, I'm going to say um, immediately off the bat, the thing I like most about Bono is that he gives a good contrast with the villains where Hart has a understandable motive. He's lashing out against the injustices of the world. He has a very complex character arc, a very complex emotion and motives. And he's he's not evil. He is he is simply lashing out and getting revenge for the the horrors that have been committed onto him, and that makes him a very entertaining villain. 
And on the exact opposite spectrum, we have Bono, who is an entertaining villain because he is just evil for evil's sake, and he is a cackling madman from the second he shows up on screen. Oh my god. It's beautiful. This man steals the entire spotlight for the end of the show. The sec the second he shows up and starts doing stuff, it is just golden. So just like him. So I <laughs> Alright, so let me give you the quick let me give you the quick rundown. So we find out that for no real reason at all. Bono is still alive and is stuck in as an ID AI form in Brain's iPad. The iPad that he just stole from somebody. I, he never had the iPad to begin with. He he took it from some random people. So how Bono got on there, I'm not going to ask. We never know. Or why or why they kept him around when they really had no benefit to keep him around as an AI. They should have just deleted him or killed him. Because they, they never explain why they kept him around. They just they just had him around still. He makes so, a fun he makes a fun uh, like conversation piece. He must be. He's just on the he's so, just on the, like on the coffee table and he's just like, "Why is your iPad talking?" Oh, funny story. I, <laughs> I like how they I like how they made a uh, a phone wallpaper you could download that was his little AI face. It was it was cute. it was great. Yeah. Uh, so brain for absolutely no good reason. Uh, reveals to go that oh your dad is still alive and is stuck in my iPad as an AI. How is he still alive? Uh, which, which leads to the single worst arc in the show, which is goes heel turn brainwashing except not brainwashing, which goes absolutely nowhere. nowhere because we find out that he's brainwashed and he acts absolutely no different. Which makes it very obvious that he's not actually brainwashed. Because we find out that, oh, the brainwashing isn't, like, concrete. Some people are just immune to it because plot. Oh, yeah. So so he was pretending to be evil for no reason just to steal a fucking iPad when he could have stolen it literally any other point beforehand because Brain is just standing there like a jackass half the time. He could have just ran up and yoink run off because his dad, I guess tricked him into thinking that he was actually a good guy and go being a gullible dipshit decided oh to just bring, bring, bring his dad into the secret drive base, yes. which that's, makes that's no like, sense. That's like Hitler's daughter taking him to a synagogue. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing too, is that like, like goes whole, here's the thing. Okay. So the reveal when we find out that Go and Kiriko's dad is Bono, because we had already been established that Bono was an asshole who built all the robots because he's an asshole. <laughs> and then we find out that Go's whole robo-racism is because his dad was the creator of them. And I really still like that twist because it it, it makes you think that it's going to go for the obvious twist of, oh, they killed my parents. Oh, they're so evil. And then they hit you with the fucking blindside subversion of my dad created the monsters. And that's so, so good still. It was still so well done. But Go's entire motivation up to that point was, I want to kill all the roid mutes before Kiriko finds out that our dad created them all. So 
what the fuck he was thinking, carrying his dad around with him the entire time, and telling everybody else on the team that his dad was still alive, and also was Professor Bono, and then bringing him into the fucking secret drive base to plug into their systems and steal all their data. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. I don't know what he expected to happen other than the one thing he was trying to prevent happening from happening. But it sure ended up blowing up in his face because Bono immediately betrayed them all the second he had the first chance to. Exactly. Uh, proceeded to punk all of the fucking roid mutes, created his own evil driver, and then became an evil version of Drive. And then he just, he spends the entire rest of the show cackling like a goddamn madman because he's just evil. He has no personality beyond evil. And that's so entertaining, even though that is like, generally speaking, not a very well-written character, but it, it's, it's weird just good. It's good. He's just good. Cause like the Here's thing the is thing. like, like, okay, you want to like, people can say all they want. Well, Sometimes people, villains who are evil for evil's sake just aren't interesting. Bono's very interesting because he's just so fucking wacky. Yeah. He's a exactly. lunatic. And here's the thing. You can have a character who's just evil for evil's sake and make that work. I had this, I had this debate with somebody, and I'm just going to kind of paraphrase what I said there, but having a character who's evil for evil's sake is usually seen as a detriment because... When somebody does it, they don't fill anything in. They just have the villain just do whatever they fucking need for the plot, and they don't have any motive beyond because evil. Because they're just a boring character who has no personality or goal or anything. They're just doing evil things because the plot needs them to be evil. And you can make that work. You If, if you play up the fact that this person is beyond any kind of redemption or sanity. They are just doing what they want to do because it will cause the most amount of suffering. You can make an interesting character about that. And they succeeded with Bono because Bono is such a cackling lunatic who is just constantly causing suffering and misfortune for everybody around him because he just hates everybody. That is a very entertaining character. Like the best, like one of the best moments for Bono was Go was like, "Well, what the fuck was I to you, man? Was not was I not your son?" And Bono was just like, "Son, no, dude, like you fucking, were a fucking experiment. Get out of here, dude. I I banged your mom and then left your family because you were just a waste of time. I literally just did it for science, dude. I literally, literally wanted to see it. what would happen. <laughs> I wanted to see what would happen if I became a deadbeat father, and you know what? It was time well spent. He literally made a roid mute take on a human form when he wasn't supposed to and tortured it to, because because the roid mute looked like a person who did not give invest in his research. And funny enough, that I, is how Hart was created. I, I lo like First and foremost, we have no idea why the fuck he was building the roid mutes. You don't, you don't create sentience evolving androids with personalities and emotions if you're not planning on doing something evil. So, for all we know, he was still gonna fucking take over the world if they didn't betray him. Because I guess he's just fucking insane. You know what? That's great. 
that works because he's he is just a madman. Literally, it couldn't have been any it couldn't have been any more clear. Like Shinosuke's like Bono, why are you doing this? Because I'm evil. Exactly. He could have been there like, yeah, he man, I am going to do bad things today because I am bad. Like, yeah, like th- that's the only way you could make him any more cartoonishly evil is you just give him the fucking Skeletor voice. Yeah, Mark, I banged your mother because it was funny. <laughs> that's literally what happened. Yes. <laughs> I literally fucked around so I could find out. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to see what sex was like. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Overrated, by the way. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's, dude. That's, <laughs> that's that's something I wanted to bring up. How long have they been fucking around? Because twenty years. Because remember, about ten years. The free, yeah. About ten remember, to twenty the years. The global freeze takes place six months before the start of the series. So, what the fuck have they been doing for ten? To, Fucking years. Playing Uno. That's what they're just, they're just I been playing an Uno. Answer, I just said it, they've been playing Uno. They were just yeah, they were just kinda standing around, I guess. It's like Hart, should we do something? Uh yeah, after this game. And yeah, they just later. and they were just like that for ten years. <laughs> but like I said, like we were saying very, like, it was a very long game. They had to shuffle the deck like 20 times, dude. It's because some asshole decided to bring three decks. He was like, let's play three deck Uno. Uh, no, actually, Mad man. <laughs> so, like like we were saying, Bono is just, he's great. He's the perfect example of what you can do with a villain who's just evil for evil's sake. He's just a raving madman, and you uh, he, he's awesome. He's amazing because everything about him. There's no sympathy. There's no hesitation. Like, shit, he literally just told his kid, I literally never cared about you. I just wanted to see what would happen if I had a kid. Fuck exactly. out of here. Let me destroy the world. You're more you, he's, you're more useful than your freaking sister, and she didn't I, Oh, that anything. was a good line, right? It's like, uh, well, at least you were better than your sister. <laughs> I mean, he's right. He was I mean, also yes. right when he said that his son was retarded. Which was he more true say than he that. realized, I guess. He literally said that to He him. says, like, like wow. man, son, you must have a learning disability or something, because you keep making the same goddamn mistakes. <laughs> which, but, I, so, so good. So good. I just like Bono, because he's literally me. Exactly. <laughs> I, it's it's weird just, just how entertaining he is, because he just... He just kind of shows up near the end of the show and like they they start setting him up like he's going to be like kind of like a sophisticated or like like a, oh he's kind of like a like a chess master kind of. He's very like soft spoken, you know. He's like the the evil version of Krim where he's he's smart and he's just kind of manipulating everybody and he's he's very subdued but but then the second he gets he gets superpowers, he just goes full-on joker tier and he is just he is just <laughs> loving it. He's just loving every moment of it. <laughs> he's great. You're it's, laughing. Uh, he killed like four roid mage and you're laughing. He's like, uh, you know what? I'm going to use the, you know what? You compared drive to, uh, to Spider-Man earlier. He's basically just the green goblin. No, he's no. To be just, specific, he's Willem Dafoe as green goblin. Yes. <laughs> he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants because it will make the hero's life miserable. And you know what? That is brilliant motivation it's it is a brilliant character it's so 
fucking hilarious. Like, I love this guy. Like, I, I remember, like, kind of being like, eh, he's all right, whatever, it's Bono. But, like, watching it again, I'm like, I need more Bono. I need this guy on my screen. <laughs> it doesn't help, too, that, like, for the most part, after he becomes evil, he's just a literal floating belt. True. That's true. I like, I like how he put the anti-grav thing on his belt, and Krim didn't. I don't know why Krim didn't think of that. Wait, uh... No. No, Krim know. does just find it kind of fucking float sometimes, doesn't he? He does. Well, no, remember when he became fucking Krim Gatai or Grim Mech or whatever the fuck? Yeah, he, had like he, a he weird built tail? himself a, a robot body, yeah. He he like he be he had like a weird belt tail. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that? But yes. I'm still mad they never made a toy of that. I'm surprised they never even made like a like a statue or something of it. Like a little tiny oh, statuette yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, Bono is amazing, and it leads to possibly the fucking hel- most hilarious moment in all of writer history, where Go, untransformed, unprovoked, goes up to him and just chops the living shit out of him. It was pretty damn good. It said go for it, didn't it? That <laughs> that's scene such a good is, moment. That scene, that that's up there with like... Grease saying like damn right I am after the bill driver said are you ready that's that's rough that's up there like the 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 final the final fight in a double or or the 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 falling down scene in O's it's it's the most iconic part of the ending of each show yeah it's that it's that moment when you think of the ending you think of that moment specifically and, <laughs> and how it's so good it's it's brilliant it is brilliant and it's it's weird because Go doesn't really quite earn it, but he still sells it really well. I think that I think that's why I like it so much because he really didn't earn a thing to do this, but it just feels right in it a way. It feels natural that he got this, yes. It's like, you know what? My friend literally just tried to suicide bomb you and it didn't work. I'm kind of pissed. I'm just going to kill you for reals. Well, yeah. actually, you know what? While we're saying this, should we just talk about like the ending arc? Because it's the ending at this point. Don't we need to talk about Basically. Nero? No, not really. Because he's he's kind of one and done. His, I, I'm gonna kind of give my quick thoughts on him. I think he would have worked better if he started serious and then became like a goof, kind of like Bono did. Because he starts off as being an obnoxious goof. And then, like, he kind of gets serious a bit once he gets betrayed. And it's like, oh, by the way, I killed your dad. Ha ha. And now I'm just insane. And, like, whatever. Why They didn't really need to make him the one who killed Shinosuke's yeah, dad. Yeah, that was out of Cause, nowhere. Because the whole thing about the dead dad only comes up the second he in- gets introduced and that arc begins. So it, it never really goes anywhere and doesn't contribute to anything. Ugh. So, let's go over... The quick ending. Uh, Bono gets his own sort of rider form. They never really call him a rider. He's just, he is a roid mute that looks like Drive, basically. Which, whatever, I'm fine with that. Um, so, so he tricks all of the other roid mutes into helping him out because they're all a bunch of gullible idiots. Uh, because their their whole end goal was. They wanted four Super Saiyan droid mutes because then they would be able to freeze the whole world. 
because even though it was called the global freeze, it didn't actually freeze the whole world, which was weird as hell. It and just it feels like Sanjo global freeze. It feels like Sanjo kind of pulling something out of his ass there, but not important. But so, so Bono's whole plan was to trick them all into draining their power to, to fill up a, a, a beach ball. So he could he could freeze the world and turn everybody into data because reasons. Uh, he doesn't have any motive to do so, other than because evil. But you know what? Whatever, sure. I mean, so we, that's all you need. No, like, exactly. what, like Bono, why are you trying to do a super duper global freeze with this weird fucked up beach ball? Because I'm evil. It's funny. Like, because it's I'm funny. evil. <laughs> because because it's I'm funny. evil, and it's funny, and I'm evil. Get out of here. So the the Bono, and his his evil crim clone Roid Bude, which oh, only existed because they had the movie to shill. Terrible idea. Yes. Um. Then brain dies, and then the remaining Roid Mudes that have personalities turn good, and then they then it's just it's the usual final arc thing of it's like it's three episodes of just them fighting. And then, then Shinosuke and Hart go off to fight the beach ball, which now has a face in arms for some reason. Uh, while while Chase and Go go to job out in the basement against Bono. <laughs> uh, Chase dies uh, for reals this time. He doesn't get a, He doesn't get a revival. Go murders his dad. And as we just said, the best scene in the finale. And Kiriko comes in to ask where Chase Kiriko was. And, get, Kiriko and then Go shows is up. like, well, he's over there and over there. He's all a over the place. A little bit right here. Some on me. I think you got yeah. a little. I think I got a little bit of him on you, too. Oh, I got some yeah. of my hair. And then then they blow up the beach ball. And then, <laughs> then Shinosuke falls out of a building and sees Ghost for no real reason. Uh, yeah, my gastric then, reflux came up when that happened. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then, and then, Hart is in an alleyway, and he's just beating the shit out of Shinosuke while it's raining. And then dies. That's which, Detroit. I mean, you know what? As, as not as high paced as the out of suit final fight is compared to what was the show? What was the other show that did that before? Because I don't want to say Kuga, because it was definitely nowhere close to Kuga's. There was another writer show that did that, like a like an out of suit final fight. Yeah, like a like a out of suit like big ending Ooh, arc climax. I fight. don't remember because I know there was there was O's with Ankh and Ag, but that was they were both a technically good three. guys at that point, so it's not quite the same. They were very wet. Yes, they um, were. Uh it's I don't remember. It's actually. good. I I kind of wish Shinosuke fought back a little bit. Because he's just he's just getting pummeled and then Hart collapses and dies, but it's still good because it's Hart. Like, yeah, well, okay. Well, what's the fucking point? Because there's nobody left but me now. There's there's nothing left for me to fight for. So fuck it. I'm just gonna kill you. And that's good. You know what? It's a good final. It's a good finale. <sighs> until oh, until we get to the uh, final episode. Oh, I didn't no, watch it that. Doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't exist. I, I, I'll be honest. Part of no. me thought. Wait, wait, wait. Part of me thought that they were going to the double route, which they almost <sighs> did. 
there are some things that I like. Uh, I mean, there was one part where I liked that Shinosuke is more than just the driver. And he's more than just drive. He's his own person. But it's mainly a show for ghosts. That's why we're well, not talking about it, because the ending already happened. Exactly. I'll, so... So all the all the roast porcos are dead. Good. And then Bill, uh, I almost said Bill's drive. <laughs> then, uh, then Krim decides that, okay, maybe the super duper sentient cars and super engines and robot people, maybe it's a little too soon for that. So, I'm just gonna go underground for a hundred years or whatever. Uh, you guys, you guys have fun dealing with anything that shows up. And. If it weren't for the fact that we know that there's another Ryder show coming and that we know that Shidoshi is going to get the fucking belt back again, that would have been a really good ending. It would have. Funny just, enough, Jay. Funny enough, from what I remember, and again, I, don't, I didn't actually watch the full movie. I just remember talking to someone about it. From what I remember, he doesn't actually get it back in the movie. It's a no, timey-wimey bullshit thing, I think. In... In the ghost movie, there's some timey-wimey bullshit where they go back in time to when Yellow Lion got murdered by three different people because the movie gets ignored in Ghost. Um, because, well, I mean, it's, you could have it could have happened in one episode and then the next episode would ignore it because that was just Ghost. Yes. Yeah. And Krim is just Krim is just kind of fucking hanging around Ghost's house in a bush for no good reason in that movie, and that's how Shinosuke gets the uh, the belt back. I'm not even joking. That's how it yeah. happened. I watched that movie. I don't know why I did. We do but, crazy things. But that's the problem, is that, like, the ending loses some of the impact when you know that there's going to be another crossover movie where Drive's going to come back. And even if he's not on screen, you know that he's coming back. So there, so it's, oh, I locked myself underground until you need me, which is, I guess, just every other year. Because, again, he fucking comes back in, in uh, the Pac-Man movie. And at least there's an excuse of, oh, Coda used his fucking god powers to go underground and steal Krim, which, I mean, all right, that's fine. Sure, that, that's a good excuse. But, it, again, it's like with Double, where they brought Philip back, because, well, we can't have fucking Double if only one of them's here. So we need to have the excuse where, but but even then, it's not even like they they undo it. They still keep it, but now we're in a weird position of, okay, well we know they're gonna keep bringing him back for the crossover shit. So what? We're we just gonna keep ignore the whole moral of the ending there, and it's just like oh he's just gonna keep coming back. It's like okay, that's that feels it feels like a waste, and it, it's it's something Sanjo has kind of has an issue with where he keeps trying to do those kinds of endings, and they just. They never work in a franchise like this. So I don't know why he kept trying. I think I think he's just hoping that eventually one of them sticks. Yeah. I like, mean, eventually one of you guys is going to let me kill this fucker off. Yeah. I mean, they did. They let him kill off Chase, and they didn't force him to bring him back. Granted, I remember in an interview, I don't remember if it was him or it was somebody else saying it, but they said that the only reason Chase didn't get brought back is because everybody agreed that killing him off was a great end to his character and you know what it was it was a good climax to the show and it was good yeah we don't talk about that well i'm so so glad zio is technically non-canon anymore so it's fine 
yeah, I mean that's why I, I that's why I'm not getting mad about Zio because it's nothing fucking matters at the end. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but so, yes, it's a really good bittersweet ending. But knowing that the ending doesn't matter because they're just going to keep bringing Drive back, it it lessens some of the impact. <laughs> if Drive wasn't a, a vacuum, and there was never going to be any more shows like it, then the ending would be good. But knowing that the ending doesn't matter because they're just going to ignore it every other year, it it feels like a bit of a waste. I mean, if you want to be cynical about it, that's pretty much every writer's show in, in, a, in a way. That's true. But here's the thing. I will say this at least. That for the most part, for the most part, they have stuck to it when it comes to Shinosuke being on screen. That is true. Like if if it's like a Tyson, then whatever. I mean, there's there's people on Tyson's who've died like seven times by now. (laughs) It's true. Fies keeps coming back. Kaisa keeps coming back, and then he keeps dying. They but you are right. You are right in the back. sense that every time he has come back, there is at least an excuse for why he's able to use the belt again. But at the same time, it it still kind of lessens the impact of having him have the belt back, and it it feels more like he should just be like he should just be regular cop now. Like he had his time, and that's kind of how the ending is: is that he realizes that he doesn't need to be drive in order to be a cop. He can be his own man, kind of like Phil was saying. So just having Mr. Belt just pop up out of nowhere so he can become Drive again because this is a crossover and we need that to happen, it it loses some of the emotional. Oh, impact. I fully agree with that. Like I, I fully agree with that. I think I think it's just a way of like at least in the sense of this show, like you said, if we kept it in a vacuum, I can at least be okay with that. And plus we don't review the movies anyway, so fuck it. True. Then again, those those are rare opportunities when we do. We don't we don't review movies. Ooh. Movies are gay. Anyways, it's true. So, I guess with that being said, it might be time, guys, for our final thoughts. So I'm gonna give it to Jay first because he rarely goes first. So, one of the things I noticed going back into Drive is that Drive is a very has a very Western mindset to it with the production and the way it's written and the way the plots are structured where it it kind of does the same general beats as writer where it's the it's the villain of the Fortnite where every other every other episode it's the same monster and it's the same going on ongoing plot but it's handled differently where there's an ongoing plot but each part technically focuses on its own villain and has its own segment of the plot and just kind of the way the plot is written and the way the characters are handled where again we we compared everybody to you know we compared them to the goblin and we compared them to the spidey and you know that's kind of that that way of they're kind of there's that kind of quippy nature to them and not even necessarily like the quippy nature it's just the the archetypes that they use and the character personalities and the the way everybody's handled it it's very different than Ryder had been around that time. It is, it's got a more of a, a Western mindset to it. And Sanjo's shows always kind of have that. I mean, Forze wasn't him as the head writer, but Forze is probably the biggest example where Forze is basically an American high school comedy in Japan. <laughs> and it makes drive stand out in a way, but overall 
the production is it's weird because I have a soft spot for it because it, it was it was like I've said before it was the one that I first started watching as the shows were going on live so it was a very interesting experience for me getting to see kind of everything happen in real time and not knowing that oh this is when this is going to happen oh this is when this trope usually happens and kind of knowing the usual beats and it was exciting but going back through it does lose a little bit of that but it for the most part still holds up the suits are all still good the effects weren't very good back then either way but they're still fine i mean they, they do the ugly cg transforming car which looks stupid but they only do it like three times. The music is probably the biggest highlight because it's got it's got that detective noir jazz feel to it. Oh, and, yeah. You know, especially with uh, with the theme song there, where we got our our Lord and Savior Mitsuru Matsuoka doing the opening. Um, just production wise, the show is very very solid, but it never really excels particularly in one area it it does everything good but it doesn't really do anything spectacularly or great it's a very and forgive me for the pun it's very middle of the road it still holds up it's still as good as i remember it being there's some elements that i i realize now aren't as good and that i have more complaints with but for the most part my opinion hasn't changed on it it's still a really good show, but it's it's definitely not in like a top ten or anything like that. <clears throat> well, I guess well. next is uh Phil. Uh, well, Bill. Time's up. Bill. Okay, so <laughs> this like Jay, this was actually the first writer series I watched while it was airing from from the start. Gaim was the one I started. Because I I didn't know it at uh, at that time that it was airing. I didn't realize that when I first watched it. Drive a lot of what Jay said goes into what I I'm saying. It what Drive is trying to be is like a Kamen Rider series and a detective noir show. And it sometimes do, and it sometimes has a rough time mixing the two together. There's there's some charm to the show. There's a there's there's a quite a bit of charm to this show, but there's also a lot of problems with this show. There's a lot of things that if you really think too deeply into there and you're watching it on a binge watch, you're gonna be asking, "What the frig? What the when? How? Who? What?" It's overall, it's it's a good show. It's a good but flawed show. Uh. So Phil being wrong, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so it's weird because, like, I'm surprised we didn't mention this, but in some aspects, I kind of agree with everybody else. In other aspects, it feels weird because, like, I, I'm kind of in agreement with all three of them on this thing. This was the first show that I actually did watch live because, like, I had kept up with Ryder for years, but I had never watched a show live. And this is the first one I did it with, so it was fun to watch it. Mm. But... But I do think that this show is still very much fine. It is a starter show. It is a show that I could probably tell someone to sit down, check the show out. 
You're probably going to have fun with it. Show it to somebody who wants to get into writer. Show it to somebody who wants to see what it's all about. It's a fine show. However, there are still things about it that just bug me. And not in the sense that they bug me like Zero One bugged me or God, for, God forbid Saber bugged me. Like not in that sense at all. Although I will say, and I don't know if Jay and Phil noticed this, but there was a lot of production errors with this fucking show. There were a lot of times where you noticed certain little camera angles being weird. Uh, you would notice, like, the little places where they would actually show the sparks were still stuck to the suit. Oh, yeah, uh, no, there there was a lot of that noticeable, more so than there usually are. Like, I know uh, one I, I somehow missed on my first go through and I had to rewatch it because my computer kept fucking crashing where chase is just kind of standing there and it gets shot in the back and you can see the big patch of duct tape because it's like, it clashes with the rest of his, his armor there when he, he gets shot at. And there's a lot of really bad, like I know one really infamous one was in, was in the summer movie where uh mock is getting attacked by the villain dark drive and the fucking drive sword is being held together with packing tape. Because you can tell, because it's just plain, clear packing tape. They've got stitched around the blade there, and it's very noticeable yeah. because they did not do a very good job of putting it on. Yeah, so like, 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 like I was saying, like, like that, and also just like, there's a lot of, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but there's a lot of little editing errors as well. Like, there was one scene. I don't. It was uh, after Chase started hanging out with the crew. There was a weird edit where, like, they cut a scene too, like, just like a millisecond too too early, and it just cut, and it was weird. And a lot of that kind of comes off in the production. But again, that's something that I notice. I know a lot of people aren't going to notice. Overall, I think Drive is just okay. I think it's fine. Jay said it. Phil said it. It's middle of the road. It's not going to blow your socks off. It's not amazing. It's just fine. It's fine. And for that, I'll, I'll say, hey, if you're going to watch it as your first one, you could do much worse. Much worse. Yeah. So, guys. I think, I think, yeah. I think, like I'm saying, where it has a very Western mindset to it, it's also good as a beginner because it's the le- it's it's one of the least weird common writers so it's it's to somebody who's more of like a normal you could probably watch this and get them more invested into it because it doesn't have as much of the the more zany baggage that a lot of other shows have with their premises this is one that you could you could really just kind of slot this into wherever and anybody could probably get into it so with that being said guys with that being said guys with that being said yeah next week We've got Garo V. Oh, wait. Here's the mystery box. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do the mystery box, except we probably are. No, I'm kidding. No. So next week, guys, we are doing Garo versus Road VR AR to the tech and power of the 17th kind. QR. UR, VR, BR, ZR. BR. 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 I, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. I lied. VR We're doing it. VR troopers. Oh, that'd be that's like eight Garo VR troopers. Uh. So yes. Yeah, so next week, not next. Well, yeah, probably next week. We're gonna be doing Garo Vr, and uh, after that, it's gonna be our shooting the shit podcast, and then after that, it's gonna be the end of the year awards, and after that, break, and then we come back for Gaim. Or do we? No, yes, we will. Or will we? 
I don't or know. should because we? Because we won't. Will we, Jay? Will we? Probably. Will we come back with with Gaim? I don't know. Or do you want to do the mystery box? No. <laughs> look, I mean, look. I Gaim just, is Gaim. But the, the mystery, mystery box maybe. could have anything in it. I destroyed okay? the mystery it box. C- it could even have Gaim in there. Okay? I mean, I mean... I mean, I could. I, I, I mean, I mean, the no. mystery box is here. No, we're not no. doing mystery box. No. I mean, no. it's right here, Jay. No, Jay. Jay. <laughs> I mean, Jay. Listen, I'm Jay, too tired to. You do I'm it. Too, I will kill I'm you. I'm too tired to take it. You do oh, it. Oh, he's you. not gonna do it. He's not gonna take the mystery box. Uh, what a it's shame. A little, it's a little late for the mystery box. We're all tired. I'm not. I'm still white. <sighs> Yeah, because AJ, it's an hour behind where you are. That doesn't make any difference. Anyways. Because you wanted to fucking do it at 10 in the goddamn night. That was Phil's idea, actually. No, so. it wasn't. I was going to wait till Monday but uh, when we're recording this, but somebody wanted to do it tonight. Yes, it's almost like I have things to do on those two days. Anyways. I won't wait. So, all. like, I... No. Anyway, so like I was saying, uh, we'll be back after that with Gaim. And uh, that's about it. Uh, Get out of here. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Fuck you. Fuck you.